It's hard to yell when the back rails in your mouth. Bring them up, bring them up. Frick's sake, there it goes again. Awesome start to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. I'm not going to lie to you. I am recording this very late. My microphone stand is still terrible. Um, but you know what? It could be worse. It could be uh, much, much worse. I'm freaking God. Pause the music. I have a headache. I have a massive headache. This is like... <clears throat> this podcast is coming out like, or I'm doing it like at 10, 11 o'clock at night. I have a massive, massive headache. I can't, I cannot describe to you freaking how obnoxious some of this shit is. I'm drinking um, my freaking, what's it called? My Powerade? Nope, not Powerade. High C with freaking vitamin C in it because my like I, I don't know if it'll help but I'm just this sucks it sucks so if I'm not on my A game that's that's kind of why anyways um as I was saying uh, we're gonna watch really really a really really solid Monday night football game we're gonna watch the New Orleans Saints versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm actually kind of excited for this football game because Justin Herbert is going to be in it. Finally, the uh, the Chargers came out either this week or last week. I think it was this week. They said, yeah, uh, he's the starting quarterback. And it's like, yeah, he probably should have been your starting quarterback in the last couple of weeks. I don't know why Anthony Lynn kind of didn't decide to do that. Um, but we're going to cast this game. Oh, my God, my head hurts. But I'm ready. I'm excited. Even if I don't sound like it, I'm very excited for uh, for Monday Night Football. Ladies and gentlemen, great podcast coming up for you shortly right here on 24's Podcast. <clears throat> My body is also very hot. Like, temperature-wise, like, it's warm, you know? I got a, I have, like, a bajillion fans on right now, and it's literally 11 o'clock at night. It's, like, usually this would be when it's cold, and I have my oscillating fan. It's the fan that swivels. You know, it's the type of fan that swivels, and I'm trying to, like, sit down right in front of it, so that way it just pours it on, you know? Drew Brees on the field right now, stretching it out. He got a haircut, too. I saw him. You know, usually usually he doesn't have a fade. Drew Brees has a fade. Like, he has a fade. He has a lot of hair on top, no hair on the sidelines. I mean, he has a no fade. All right. So, um, kind of a review of the weekend. I've had a pretty solid weekend when it comes to my picks. Most of them, I'm, I'm because the, uh, the Patriot game got rescheduled, I'm, like, now 12. I think for, no, not 12, 8 for 10, if I do believe, right? No, I'm, wait, 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 I lost a game. I lost two games, 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost the Chiefs and I lost the Bucks. I'm 10 for 12 right now. Um, I'm going to have a fantastic weekend or week when it comes to my picks. Uh, we got the Chargers versus the Saints tonight, and then we got the Bills versus the Titans tomorrow because um, the Bills, or, or not the Bills, the Titans are a COVID-infested degenerate organization. Thank you for... Put, I really, really love the Titans right now, right? Because I'm like, you know what? Instead of talking about what happened over the weekend, college football, saw the Red River Bowl, Texas versus OU, instead of talking about that, instead of talking about that tomorrow, excuse me, I'm now going to talk about freaking, uh, or not talk about, but cast a game that I should have probably have gotten the results to yesterday, tomorrow. Thank you to the Tennessee Titans, you degenerate, COVID-infested, organization obviously the worst news coming out of yesterday um is Dak Prescott you know I had a lot of instantaneous react and by the way if you're wondering it's like why aren't we casting the game it's because I'm watching a little bit of the pregame and then they're going to get in the kickoff but um obviously the worst news coming out of Dallas Dak Prescott having probably a historical season one of the like a in by a historical season I mean I don't think any quarterback in the history of the sport has ever had four 300 yard four no 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 not four 300 yard games excuse me three 400 yard games I think it was the the Ravens not the Ravens the Falcons the Browns and the Seahawks those three games and then he was probably gonna throw for 300 again he was going to break he was projected to break all of the passing records this season because of just the volume of passing that he had. Um, I'll talk about him on Wednesday and kind of, because you know, people are already, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of the reactionaries go out and talk about Dak Prescott because it's like, why would I, because I already know what they're going to say. And it's like, why would I go out and search for shitty takes and dumbass arguments and terrible opinions um, when I can probably guess with, incredible accuracy what they're gonna say like um does that does Dallas move off of him and go get another quarterback does this terribly ruin does this um does this injury ruin his his like career and stuff like that and I I got a lot to say on that on Wednesday but um overall you know besides Dak's injury um great Sunday great Sunday night game even though I to be honest with you wasn't that interested in it because of the Dak injury I was kind of just like seeing if he was okay and stuff like that. And I also, I kid you not, like, if I sounded super weird yesterday and stuff like that, it was because, again, I was in shock. Like, I was like, I can't believe Dak Prescott got hurt. Like, I know he's in a very violent sport and all, but, I mean, he's he's one of the most, like, durable uh, quarterbacks I've ever seen. And, you know, like, the amount of, like, just how good of a season that he was having, it's just like, like, you just can't believe it, you know? Because I've seen him get destroyed, by the way. I saw the Atlanta game three years ago where he just got blown up. And, I mean, he walked out of that game. And I think um, I think he either played up. I, I, I don't know. But, like, he walked out of that game and he walked out of the Chargers game. He, he went from, like, losing three games to winning three games without Zeke and a couple of games without Tyron Smith and Sean Lee. I mean, he was, like, he freaking brought it back, you know, for the Cowboys. So, you know. Well wishes to him and his family, and hopefully he's doing okay physically and mentally. 
I think he is, you know, maybe, maybe not like, like it's, you know, it's a little bit too soon, but you know, like he's out of surgery, so his body is healed, but you know, maybe not healed is the right way, but you know, the surgery was a success. I think it was just to clean out the wound, uh, or not the wound, but the broken ankle because apparently, and I already saw people get this wrong today. Um, apparent, this is a, 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 some people have compared this to the Alex Smith injury, um, this is getting into some pretty gruesome and graphic stuff, but Alex Smith's injury when he broke his leg a couple of years ago, it had actually like, like punctured through the skin, right? So it had gotten severely infected because there's dirt and there's like, you know, there's germs like all over, there's sweat, there's, there's shit all over your body, you know, that, that you don't want inside of your body, you know, it's on the outside of your skin. And it got inside of his body, and it caused him to have a flesh-eating disease or flesh-eating, I think, bacteria on his leg. And they had to do, like, skin grafts and all that shit, and it was terrible, man. And so a lot of people, they're comparing Dax's injury to that, and it's not it. Apparently, the bone, like, scratched the inside of his skin. I think, I think that's what happened. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. It's not the Alex Smith injury. It's not the Alex Smith injury, um, but they cleaned it out yesterday. It happened Sunday night. They cleaned it out. And, um, you know, Dax, uh, I think he's doing okay. You know, the surgery was success. Was a success. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he comes back. Uh, you know, I mean, not hopefully, but he, he'll come back in 10 months. But, you know, hopefully he's doing okay in the short term, physically and mentally once again. Okay. So going off of that, um, it's going to be the Chargers ball against the Saints. Now, God, I hate kickoff returns. Who did Who did that? It was deep inside your own end zone, and you lost 10 yards instead of gaining it. He's like, you know what? Monday night football, I got to bring it out. It's like, no, you don't. Don't ever bring it out. He's like, I'm going to start from inside my own 10, or not inside my own 10, inside my own end zone. I'm going to bring it out to the 15-yard line. Woo, I did my job as a special teams guy, right? No, you didn't. Get your ass back on that bench. Justin Herbert jogging out onto the football field. Quarterback of the Chargers, very, very high on Justin Herbert. Um, pause, pause the game. Pause the game. No, don't pause the game. I'm just going to talk over the game. A lot of people, weirdly enough, had him going, like, in the top 20. And I was like, why? Why? He's one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. And I feel like people, like whenever you have a dude like Joe Burrow who comes off of a fantastic year with LSU and then you have two attack of Aloha, a quarterback that everybody unquestionably loves. Like everybody's super high on him and things of that nature. And what I, what I love about what Anthony Lynn kind of said and did, and I kind of respect him for doing this, but at the same token, I also don't, get why he would be so hard on Justin Herbert, or not just, yeah, Justin Herbert, is, um, they, like, he said that Justin Herbert was like a backup quarterback, right? Like, he's a backup for a reason, right? And what I loved what he, what the philosophy behind, like, that logic was, was that they wanted to give him a year to indoctrinate him into the league, right? A lot of people, a lot of press people, they like to just be like, hey, put him out there. Put him out there. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can do. You know, put the put the rookie quarterback against a bunch of NFL pros uh, in his first year, right? Just put him out there, right? 
you know, if he's ready to play, he's ready to play. It's not like if you give him a year, if you sit, it's not like you're going to win a Super Bowl this year anyways, right? So a lot, I feel like a lot of media people, for example, they don't understand anything about how to play, you know, the long game. They just want stories. They want clicks. They, they just want a, a bunch of stupid shit like that. And they don't, and by the way, the Chargers, they go three and out. They don't understand how to play the long game. Not the long, maybe not, it's not that they don't understand it. They just don't want to. I would rather Justin Herbert play or sit this year and then play next year. Um, so that way he can learn how to um, to freaking play and prepare as a pro. And if you're asking me, 24, how much, how much uh, does it really help you as a quarterback? Like how much does sitting for a year really help you? Well, look at Patrick Mahomes and the only game that he uh, that he played as a chief in his rookie season. He was terrible. Look at him in his second year when he freaking had all that time to prepare and had the offseason to work on his mechanics and the offseason to freaking learn how to be a pro. Look at look at the fucking difference because it's dramatic because it's like you would think that Patrick like like they moved off of him freaking that offseason and it's like you would think and a lot of people gave them flack for it uh for that the Chiefs they got flack for that but it's like look at what happened he won an MVP in his second year not saying every dude is going to win an MVP excuse me but Jesus Christ was Patrick Mahomes awesome in his second year versus his first year and again you can you can say the same thing with Aaron Rodgers right so I'm for sitting and benching quarterbacks I'm for sitting and benching Justin Herbert which is what the Chargers wanted to do I'm for sitting and benching to attack of Aloha especially who's injury prone so that way he can learn and understand how to be a pro I'm all for it I'm all for what the Chargers tried to do but uh couldn't execute on because Tyrod Taylor Got fucking hurt because a guy punctured his lung, a doctor, with a needle. Jesus Christ. Goodness gracious. So the Saints, they get the ball. A nice return by the Saints special teams. God, my head hurts. Oh, my God. Sorry. Um... A nice return by the Saints special teams in a in like a first down, or one first down with Al, with Alvin Kamara and a couple of run plays with him. They're now at the forty yard line of the Chargers here. Drew Brees and the shotgun. By the by, I have the Chargers winning it. Um, not looking so good for me. This is like one of those games that's like obvious that I should have probably have chosen the Saints, but I liked how Justin Herbert played against the Bucks. And like all the other teams that he faced off against, but I mean, he just he had a three and out, and now the Saints are moving the ball fairly well. This is uh this isn't very good for me. <laughs> like this isn't this isn't good for me. Second and six now. Oh yeah, Joey Bosa. I was like, wait, why are they showing me Joey Bosa on the sideline? And then I was like, I couldn't put two and two together that Joey Bosa is on the sideline right now, and his defense is on the field. So um, that's not good. Uh, you can already kind of tell my brain is fried right now. And that's uh, that's not good. Uh, Joey Bosa was on the sideline. Drew Brees looking his hand and then looking up at the scoreboard. Wait, do they have Saints fans in the stands? I think they do, right? I think they do. Not sure. I think so. They were showing Saints fans in the pregame. And I think I saw people in the stands. Like, the Saints were one of the only organizations 
or, or one of many organizations to not have fans in the stands. And so now they have fans in the stands. <clears throat> Actually, where are they? Because they've essentially, like, cleared out some of the... No, they don't have any fans in the stands. Okay, I was wondering. Because I thought I saw people there. But maybe I got lost in the sauce, I guess. I don't know. The Saints, they now are going to punt it away as well. So after a really, really nice return by the kicker and also a couple of first downs, they now have to punt the ball away. All right. Bang. Morstead, bang. He punts it away. I'm also not really going to, like, freaking scream and stuff like that because... Fuck, man, my head hurts. Goodness gracious. Justin Herbert's going to get another shot. He has not thrown the football at all this drive. Like, at all. <clears throat> all right. So, they're showing um, Justin Herbert. Jesus Christ, he even... Like, is it weird? Oh, yeah, by the way, hold on. Oh, that's interesting. So, Justin Herbert, when he was, like, nine years old, he wrote what he wanted to be when he grows up. He wants to freaking... And he's from Eugene, Oregon. And he wrote, when I grow up, I'm going to be a professional football player. And he's going to live... Check this out. In California, in Los Angeles. Hold on, wait. I am four feet nine inches tall, but when I grow up, I'm going to be six foot three? I think he is six foot. Like, that's way more impressive than the professional football. He, he was four foot nine when he was nine. Jesus Christ. And then he was six foot three inches. Or then he wanted to be six foot three. Which is what he, I think he is. He's either six foot three or six foot five. Like, he's stupidly tall. Like, he's like the prototypical, you know, stupidly tall, you know, big quarterback, big athletic guy, you know. He's a big dude, you know. All right. So, let's see what he can do. Because they didn't throw, I think, at all on that last drive. Now they're going to throw. And, you know, the Chargers... They're a weird team because they were a good team with good... They are a good team with good players on it with... um, But they but they were like... They drafted top six, you know? They, that's why they got Justin Herbert. So it's like... It's weird that he got drafted so fucking high and they got him. Because it's like... like it just It just doesn't make any sense. Maybe not any sense, but it's weird because like... They're a good team and now they have... It seems like their quarterback for the future. You know, and they didn't really have to do a whole lot besides lose a fuck ton of games last season. <laughs> so after a seven-yard run with uh, with running back Tyron Johnson, Justin Herbert once again under center, bang! They snap it to him, gonna give it to Austin Eckler, who gains like the three yards, and it is three incredibly fucking dirty yards, man. Like dirty yards, like. Jesus Christ, like, he had to carry a bunch of Saints with him. And the Saints, um, not the Saints, the uh, the Packers, God damn it, the Chargers, I'm saying every other team besides the Chargers, they ran some type of a, um, they ran, they ran like a jet sweep. Saints were almost all over it. 
the running back Tyron Jackson or Tyron Johnson cut back in on the inside. Uh, he tried to get set the he tried to get to the edge and it wasn't there and he just cut back and he just got seven yards easy bang Austin Eckler Austin Eckler has been getting stuffed like he got one he got negative yards on that play like and he's getting like like they're they're getting to him the uh, I don't know if it's the offensive line or just him running but they are getting what they want in the run game when it comes to him being on the field yeah he had nowhere to go he just had to go forward. Second and 10. Chargers offense run rush longer than five yards last week. Then why are they running the ball so much? Bang. Bang. Like, it's it's like, you know, talk about beating your head against a steel wall. It's like, wait, you guys only had one rush that's more than five yards last week? I mean, technically, I think they've had one this week, and that was the Tyron Jackson one. And then Justin Herbert just lays out a dime to Keenan Allen and again it's like he should not have Keenan Allen but he does he should not have Mike Williams but he does just saying here we go first and 10 they want to try and establish the run because of the of the backs that they have but I mean again it's one yard I mean this may be one of those situations where you to essentially establish the run game you have to start spreading out the defense and throwing the football a lot more I'm just saying, you know, because they're not really doing anything right now in the run game, especially with Austin Eckler out on the football field. Keenan Allen, once again, in the game, being guarded by Marshawn Lattimore, who um, has not had a good couple of weeks at all. There we go. See that? Oh, my God. Is he going to take it to the house? And, yeah, uh, put in Tyron Jackson. He's playing way better than Austin Eckler. And, um, and I said it before and I'll say it again. It's like, Hey man, set up the, and it's a great fake by Justin Herbert. They're at the 44 yard line of the chargers, right? And Justin Herbert stands tall, like a statue, like he's about to throw the dang on football. But do you want to know what he does? He hands it off to the running back and he kind of fakes like he's about to throw it, but he hands it off and it's like a 30 or a 40 yard gain right there. Huh? It's almost as if they used the success of the pass to set up the run, right? Because they're like, because uh, Demario Davis, right? He's he's gonna come down, and he's gonna freaking just start pressuring Herbert, right? Bang, and then they hand it off, and then bang, it's he's gone, deuces, he's out. If he was faster, that is a touchdown. Hmm, hmm. It's almost as if the run is being set up by the pass. I wonder. I I, I mean, it's just it's just an interesting dynamic, you know. And again, Austin Eckler. Just no, not Austin Eckler. It's no, it's Kelly. He gets destroyed. So it seems like Tyron Jackson is the only one that's uh, that's not getting destroyed. You know, it's only six minutes, fifty something seconds left in the first quarter. But I'm, you know, it, it seems like one back is doing significantly better than the others. Maybe it's the play calling. Maybe it's you know the player. I don't, I don't know. But you know, it seems like you guys get a lot of yards in the running game when he's out there, second and seven. Herbert, bang, they snap it to him, Herbert, fakes, he's looking, he fires towards the end zone, too high for his wide receiver or tight end, I don't know, some wide receivers look like tight ends, some tight ends look like wide receivers, it's confusing. Red zone percentage, Saints defense, 82% last in the NFL, Chargers offense, 60th, 
19th in the NFL. I'm guessing that's, oh, red zone touchdown percentage. So Saints, they suck. Um, Chargers, they don't suck as badly as the uh, <laughs> as the Saints, but they kind of suck. They're below average. Let's see if they can cash in six. And the bank, third and seven. Justin's got them all, all out wide. Seems like he's going to max out, yep, on protection. Supposed to be a slant to the running back, but timeout was called, I think, by the Chargers. Yep, by the Chargers. It's going to be an interesting dynamic with Anthony Lynn versus Justin Herbert. I kind of, like, I wonder if, you know, Anthony Lynn likes Justin Herbert as a player, you know? Maybe he's like, I got to roll with my guy, Tyrod Taylor. Anthony Lynn, I like, I, I again, like him as a head coach. But, you know, like, there's been some things that he's done this offseason that it's like, eh, I haven't liked, like, I haven't liked that much. I didn't like how he handled Justin Herbert. You know, the thing about Anthony Lynn is he's one of those old-school coaches, and it looks like they're lining up once again on the line of scrimmage. Justin's probably got the read. This is going to be a blitz, it looks like, and it is, which is why he motioned the running back in the, on the inside. He probably should have. Oh, oh, my God. He's awesome. He is awesome. He is awesome. Justin Herbert is so awesome, right? So... He got the pre-snap read. I think he wanted to go with the running back, and I think that he thought that he could just, like, take on the blitz. I feel like, you know, on this play, it's third and seven at the, tw not 20, 17-yard um, line of the Saints. He's got to go to the 10 to get a first down here, and he motions the running back on the inside, but then he kicks him back outside, and I thought that he was going to, because it looks like a blitz. I mean, it's obviously a blitz here. And I was like, why don't you just have the running back on the inside or not? on the inside, but to block Malcolm Jenkins. But um, he doesn't, and uh, he sends the running back probably to try and get the first down, but he sees Keenan Allen rolling to his right or running to his right as he is rolling to his right and avoids the sack, right? Bang, and he sees him, and it's a wobbly ball, but, I mean, if it gets there, it gets there. It doesn't matter. And it, I'm, when I mean this is a great play by Justin – it's, it's, I don't know, I haven't seen all of his throws in every single game, but I've seen some pretty damn good throws by Justin, and that's another great damn throw by Justin Herbert, and it's like, again, it's like one of those things that I, I saw him play up against the Chiefs, I casted that game, and I was like, like, you lost against the, Ch you lost, but you didn't lose by much, and I mean, considering the, like, you gotta put things in perspective, like, the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the NFL. I know they lost to the Raiders, but they are. You know, and you barely lost to them. You know, and Patrick Mahomes didn't have a, a a great game. It's like, come on, man. You know, like recognize, like perspective. Have some perspective. Understand it's like, okay, you know, like you're fine. You got your quarterback. You got your guy. You may not have wanted to start him. This early, especially considering no rookie minicamp, no training camp, no, not no training camp, no um, OTAs, nothing. Really no off-season program or activities, and he comes in as a pro, and I mean, he looks like a professional. I mean, that's just a great ball by Justin to Keenan Allen. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, I'd, I'd, if, if your quarterback, if your rookie quarterback, if he's in... And if he's doing good, don't pull him. Don't even talk about, don't even talk about like freaking being like Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is not better than Justin Herbert. 
I love Tyrod Taylor as a player. He's not as good as Justin Herbert. It's just that simple. <clears throat> Let me drink my water. But the reason why I think Anthony Lynn likes Tyrod Taylor a lot is because he's a game manager. Let me take a sway of my water. I also saw the snap, too. It was a terrible snap by the center. Bad snap by the center. Let me see it. Mm. Trying to see the play again. Yeah, Justin Herbert essentially has to catch it with one hand, the snap, because it's to the right. And I mean, you know, I talk about it all the time. I've really liked what a lot of these young quarterbacks have done this season, especially. I mean, can you remember, honestly, like, like, think about it like this, right? Dak Prescott, love him, 13-3 and three season, best rookie season pretty much of all time, right? But that same year, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, they stunk, right? That next year, Deshaun Watson, he gets drafted, Mitchell Trubisky, they get, like, they get drafted, like, Trubisky was terrible, Watson was awful until his injury, and uh, Mahomes didn't even play until one game, right? The next season, like, I can go on and on and on with some of these rookie guys. Like, the, the seasons that some of these rookies got that had were better, but you didn't see, like, a entire rookie draft class play incredibly well. Like, you, it may be, like, a couple of players here and there, but not every single, like, Lamar's rookie season was pretty good. Um, Kyler's rookie season was good, but he didn't win a lot of football games, right? Like, a lot of these rookies you would have thought, like, would come in and struggle because these defenses, these NFL defenses would freaking throw the kitchen sink at them and they would eat them for breakfast, but they aren't. It's not to say that they aren't trying. It's just, like, the rookies are playing at an incredibly high level for rookies, you know? And I talk about it all the time with um, with quarterbacks in the NFL over the last, like, 10-plus years. You know, you had you had those early 2010 drafts. Like, can you name me a quarterback from one of those drafts besides, like, Kirk Cousins, RG3, and Russell Wilson? Because I really cannot. Like, think about 2010, 12, 11, 13. Can't tell you a quarterback besides Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. I think Blaine Gabbert, but that's because I know, like, Patriot football, and I think Blaine Gabbert is, like, one of their boys that they like to keep. Nick Foles as well, but I mean, like, I, I, like, I know some stuff, I know, like, some really, like, weird stuff about rosters and stuff like that, Taysom Hill's in the game, he's gonna try and throw the ball deep, and, I mean, he just misses a routine pass, but I mean, again, like, I'm, I'm gushing over Justin and Joe, and I'm really proud of those guys, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan, but I'm, I'm a football fan, you know, I like, I like seeing good football, and I like seeing good football players have success in the league. And Joe Burrow, he is having a lot of success in the league right now. I know he got his ass whooped uh, this weekend. Who did he get his ass whooped? I think by Baltimore. I don't really care. Like, sign sign me up to buy Joe Burrow stock. Because I am, I mean, I got some cash ready. Because people are freaking, freaking, like, just giving up on certain dudes. I'm all in on Joe Burrow. I really, really like him as a player. I cannot wait to see him when the Cincinnati Bengals actually put a team around him or he leaves Cincinnati. He should leave Cincinnati if they can't put a fucking team around him because he is something special. Same thing goes with Joe Burrow. Not Joe, Justin, where it's like, again, he has players around him, 
Seems like the coaching is very good. He has a good defense around him as well. And he's, I mean, listen, he's doing, he did exactly what he needed to do. He scored six points. Defense gave him another opportunity. Defense freaking, by the way, the Saints, they're not moving the ball at all. Defense is doing their job. Give the ball back to your quarterback. It's not about game managing and slowing down the clock. It's about scoring as a quarterback. So you manage the game. You stop the run. You not even stop the run. You stop the Saints offensively, right? They rushed three and drew just a lot of time. I mean, it's a badly thrown ball. <clears throat> Technically, I had nowhere to go, but still. But I mean, you know, the Saints... Not the Saints. You know, all these young quarterbacks are playing out an accept, and, and we still haven't got the creme de la creme in Trevor Lawrence and then the guy coming up behind him in Spencer Rattler, right? When you think about it, it's like this league is probably going to have the best parity when it comes to quarterbacks, I think, in like a really long time, if not ever. Because there's going to be like 10 really, really great quarterbacks. Like not 10 good ones, but like 10 great ones, I think at least. I mean, goodness gracious. Like 10 great young rookie, not not great young rookies, excuse me, but like 10 great young quarterbacks like Mahomes, Jackson, Prescott. Um, like this is me just kind of projecting. I think that, you know, some of these guys are going to be great. Some of them may turn out to be good. Mahomes, Jackson, Prescott. This is in no particular order, by the way. Uh, Watson, I think Justin, Joe, Trevor, Spencer, like that's eight guys right there. And they're all young. I'm probably forgetting a couple, maybe Tua, but I haven't seen Tua play and that's good. I don't want him to play this season. I want him to play next season. And then obviously I haven't seen Jordan Love, but we'll see about Jordan. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't big on him in college, not necessarily big on him right now. And Herbert took a fucking shot. That should be P.I. That should be P.I. They grabbed and held him. Maybe not a great decision. He throws it. It's a badly thrown ball for starters. He throws it deep. Justin was feeling it. I love I love the aggressiveness down the field. But uh, he was 1,000% feeling it. But uh, it was a badly thrown ball because it got his hand got hit. Bang. Right there. Couldn't necessarily follow through with it. But um, threw it in a double coverage. Threw it like 60 yards down the field almost. Because uh, he's at his he's at his 15, and it was like somewhere close to the 30 or the 20. And who is that? Is that Tyron Jackson? Yep. They ran the read option with him, and it just doesn't work. Flags fly. Should have flown on the last play because they for 1,000% sure held his wide receiver. Who is it? I think it's holding on the offense. I'm wearing a tank top right now. I'm super hot. I don't know. I think it's delay of game on the offense. I'm not sure. Oh, no. Illegal shift. Sorry. <clears throat> the Chargers, they lose a yard on the play. So it's now going to be third down, right? Third and 12. I mean, realistically, right? If you're going to be the Chargers, and if you're now going to go up against the Raiders, whose offense seems to be very explosive, um, they got, I mean, Henry Ruggs had a pretty solid game yesterday. Pretty solid. Scratch that. He had a great game yesterday. And um, Josh Jacobs is still fucking awesome. If you're going to go up against the Raiders, if you're going to go up against, fuck, man, that division is tough. Justin Herbert just got sacked. Wasn't his fault. 
Uh, his left tackle got beaten by 91. Not his fault. But it's like, think about it like this in the AFC West, right? The Raiders, they have, they seem to have an explosive offense. The we, we know how great Mahomes is. And I mean, fuck's sake, man. Think about it. Think about it in the worst way or the best way possible. If the Broncos somehow pull a miracle, I don't care if Drew Locke, you, I don't care how high you fucking have Drew Locke. If you get Trevor Lawrence in the draft, which it more likely than not is going to happen because I think they're like, they have one win because they beat the Jets last week on Thursday Night Football. But if you fucking get Trevor Lawrence and you give him Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Philip Lindsay, like Melvin Gordon, all, most of them are like super young and really, really nice players. And then you have maybe your final year with Von Miller. Like, I mean, it's, it's a pretty damn good, it's a pretty damn good roster for fucking like Trevor Lawrence, you know, over him going to like the Jets or Jacksonville, right? It's like you got one of the best route running wide receivers, you know, in his draft. And then you got Cortland Sutton, who's a pretty good wide receiver as well. I think Jared Judy probably is about to surpass uh, Cortland Sutton. I'll talk about some of the young wide receivers tomorrow, but I mean. And then you got Jamar Chase coming out this season or next season as well. Like, let me tell you something. A lot of great quarterbacks, a lot of great wide receivers that came out in this year's draft and going to come out next year. Mm. I forgot to light my candle. So the Chargers, they, um, I don't think they get a first down. I think they went three and out and they have to punt it to the Saints. It's six and it's six to zero right now. Two minutes left in the first quarter. They hand off to Latavius Murray inside Charger territory. They're they're now at the 34 yard line of the Chargers. Let me light my fucking candle. By the way, if you're wondering, 24 is your microphone stand still broken? Does that answer your question? I don't think you could hear me. Literally ripping it out of its socket because the screw just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it's broken. I don't know. Like I thought that there is a hole in like one of the metal pipes where the screw goes in like in the like in the in the part of the microphone stand that gets that goes into like the bolted section of the microphone stand but I couldn't find it and I still can't find it but um for sake man I can't like I don't know where it is I don't know where it is at all but um yeah this thing this microphone stand um it's sagging right now because it's just not being held in place properly because of how many times I freaking move it around. Like, again, if you freaking, if I, like, were to show you a picture, or sh- not even show you a picture, but, like, show you the actual bolt, not the bolt, but, like, the rod that goes into um, what, like, screws into my desk, if I showed you that rod, it, it looks like, I kid you not, a shark chewed on it. It's like there's cuts everywhere on that freaking bar. Like, it's lost, like, it, the paint has been scraped off of it. I got it August 31st. I looked at my Amazon, um, my Amazon freaking purchases, and I bought this thing like last month. Jesus Christ. So the Saints, they decide to run some type of read option play with Taysom Hill and another running back. Oh, no, it's not even a read option play. It's a quarterback draw. And I mean, Kenneth Murray and the Chargers, they just, they sniffed it out. So it's fourth and two now. 
And um, the Saints are looking to punt. Or not punt, but kick here because they're deep inside. Chaja territory. 48-yard field goal attempt. It's good. Straight down the middle, too. Fantastic kick. Oh, excuse me. Let me turn off my fan here because I'm getting a little bit chilly. I'm not getting chilly. It's just like I'm wearing a tank top and I'm a skinny guy. So it's like my freaking... Uh, my arms are starting to get goosebumps. I also weighed myself today because I thought that I was 154. God, I feel like shit. I'm 151, almost 152. No, not almost 152. I'm 151. I'm overweight. I'm a skinny guy. I'm a skinny fat guy. There we go. That's the proper way to describe it. For some people, like 151 is like anorexic. But for me, I'm five foot seven. So it's, it's overweight. I got to start running again. Like... You know how I know I'm overweight? Because whenever I freaking, like, sometimes get out of bed, my heart just, like, starts to pound, like, super hard. It's, like, way more harder for me to, like... I It's fucking... It's It was, like... I kid you not. It's harder for me to get out of bed. It's not, like, where I'm fucking have to, having to, like, wobble around and shit. But it's, like, fuck, man. It's, like... It's, it's getting ridiculous where I'm, like, wow. I feel like shit every single time I get out of bed. It's, like... God, and I'm not obese. I'm just over-fucking-weight. Goodness gracious. So, they're giving an update on Dak Prescott. Hold on. By the way, apparently he was discharged from the hospital today. What? How's he discharged from the hospital? It's like he literally fractured his leg yesterday, and he got discharged on Monday. He had surgery and everything, and they were like, yeah, you're free to go. Yeah, in like literally a day. What? I'm not a doctor, but it's just like, Jesus Christ. Hold on. Let me listen to this. Again, I'll talk about all this more in depth on Wednesday, but fuck. Like he's discharged from the hospital? Goodness gracious. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, they're going to have Dallas on Monday Night Football. I didn't know. I thought it was Sunday night. Against the Cardinals. Or Arizona. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, Dak is Dak is done for the season. He had a surgically repaired compound fracture, which I read on the internet 
last night, you know, because the internet just tells you the truth all the time. Apparently, when you have, and let me just look this up again, because again, I'm not a fucking doctor. I think it's like, apparently, if you have a surgically repaired fracture, it takes longer to heal. Let me just look at it. How long for an ankle fracture? It's it, here it is. This is... What is this site? Orthoinfo.org. It sounds pretty legit. Um, blah, blah. A broken ankle is also known as an ankle fracture. This means that one or more of the bones that make up the ankle joint are broken, just in case you didn't know. Uh, I'm trying to, like, find the healing part of it. If the fra This is the surgical treatment. If the fracture is out of place or your ankle is unstable, your fracture may be treated with surgery. During this type of procedure, the bone fragments are first repositioned into their normal alignment. They are held together with special screws and metal plates attached to the outer surface of the bone. In some cases, a screw or rod inside the bone may be used to keep the bone fragment together while they heal. You may be asking me, 24, I thought we were supposed to watch the Chargers versus the Saints game. We are. Um, here's the thing, the Chargers and the Saints, I think the Chargers just went three and out, but a personal foul on the tight, on the, not the tight end, the, the, uh, the punter, I think is going to bring the ball back and it's going to give a first down to the Chargers offense, making it, making, uh, the freaking making the Chargers go out once again. Okay, so. Surgical treatment. Here's another one. Oh no, it's um there it's it's different types of treatment for different fractures. Okay. He has a compound fracture. I don't know if they have it here. I'm not like it's it's also Okay, so I don't know the medical term how long for a compound ankle fracture. For a compound. Okay, let me just look this up. Now I'm on WebMD. Now I'm on like a completely different site. But I like WebMD. Da da da. As I get an ad. Okay, there's like five fucking pages. Let me just read you the synopsis. You can expect most ankle fractures, depending on how severe they are, to take four to eight weeks for the bones to heal completely and up to several months to regain full use of range of motion of the joint. Most severe fractures, especially those requiring surgical repair, may take longer to heal. I don't know if, if his fracture was severe enough. Like, they, I think they just did it. Because, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I, like, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate too hard on it. But he needed surgery, but I don't think... Well, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to say I don't think it's it was severe, you know? Well, here's... here. I'll give you my perspective on it. I don't think Dak, Dak's, like... Like, if it was severe, they would have rushed him to the hospital, like, immediately, you know? 
but they didn't. They kind of just like held him in the locker room for parts of the game, and then they got him to the uh, to the hospital. I'm pretty sure like midway, like it was like in the third quarter. I think it was like somewhere in the fourth quarter or something like that. So they had like a good look at it, and then they were like, "Deuces, get him out of here!" Right? Herbert. Oh Jesus. That's in. You know what? That's his second disgusting ball. Like he had in, in I mean, you know, I'm watching the game right now. Who is that? Guyton? Guyton. So I think it's Darius Guyton. Is is that his name? Darius Guyton? No. So this dude Darius Guyton. So this is like I think a couple of plays. After the uh, the kick where the penalty occurred, Keenan Allen is hurt and he's on the sideline right now. But Herbert is under center and they use play action, right? They use play action to go deep, bang, play action. Herbert, Herbert, bang. Throws down the field. Guyton has beaten everybody. And if he stays on his fucking feet, it's a touchdown. And I mean, when I tell you, man, Marshawn Lattimore has severely regressed. He has severely regressed. He's getting beaten on every single fucking play. Like he is getting beat, like... They are purposely going after him. And it looks like it's a post route, too, from the slot. And he, they just have him go up the field. Bang. And it's an over-under crossing route concept where Guyton is the over route, and uh, I think the tight end is the under. And they and just Guyton just takes the top off of the defense. Jesus Christ. It's first and goal at the four. By the way, I freaking... Pre- again, I... Pre- oh, wait... Let me see Herbert in the red zone. Touchdown, Chargers. Going up 13 if they hit the field goal to three. To Mike Williams, by the way. And let me tell you something. Again, I know I've talked about Dak Prescott for the last couple of minutes. But Justin Herbert is playing on a incredibly high level for a rookie. I mean, not even for a rookie, really. Like, this, this type of stuff that he's done on this drive after he got a second chance. Like, I mean, it was only a couple of plays, man. Bang. Only a couple of plays until he got to the back of the end zone with Mike Williams. Let me tell you something, man. I thought C.D. Lamb or Joe Burrow may have the rookie of the year, but... I mean, are we not going to talk about Justin Herbert? Because I am. I'm going to talk about Justin Herbert. Anyways, so yeah, um, I don't know how long Dak is going to be out, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know the extent of his injury, I don't know, I'm assuming he's, like, let's just say Dak starts throwing again, what is it, it's October, November, December, so that's two months, January, February, right, so that would be four months in February, March would be five months, April, maybe April, and I think OTAs and minicamp and stuff like that, all of that is, like, all of that is, um, I think late April, early May, I think it's May-ish, right, I think Dak is going to, I think Dak is going to be ready to play next season, like, it, it's, he, he fucking, he fucking broke his fucking ankle, but, um, 
Like, it, I think people are talking about, well, is Dak hurt? Does, how does this affect his, his contract? Like, like, a lot of people have been saying that for the last, like, kid you not, 24-plus hours. But, I like, how does this affect his contract? Maybe he signs a longer contract. Maybe he gets less money. But he's still going to get paid over $35 million. Like, even this, for example, like, even the, 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 the freaking injury, it's like 400 yards in three straight games without two of his starting left tackles. Like, sorry, he's one of the best. Pay him like he is. And I remember Jane Slater, <clears throat> she, she fucking, like, tweeted out, remember, they can tag him again. And it's like, yes, they can. But you do realize that if they tag him and he has a fucking phenomenal season because he has CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, I don't know if he'll have Michael Gallup. Next year, I think his contract is up in 2021, in, that, in 2022, in that offseason. But whatever the case may be, it's like, if he has another awesome season and he fucking, like, destroys people, you do realize that he's just going to be like, eh, let me test the open market. You know, let me see what I can get. Or he could, more likely than not. And especially, it's like, I'm watching the Saints right now. Do you want to know one of the biggest things that they're missing? Big place. Like, Justin Herbert has had, like, one disgusting big play. I think it was, like, a 50, not a 50, like, a 30 or a 40-yard bomb to Guyton. It's like, I really haven't seen that from Drew Brees. Really at all, except for last week against, I don't know what team they were playing, but against that team, really, really big play. But beyond that, not a whole lot. And, I mean, they stuff him, too. On third and one, it's Kenneth Murray. He's starting to come alive. He's kind of... Like, he's, I've, again, I've watched, weirdly enough, like, three Chargers games in the last five weeks, and I've seen a lot more Charger football than I think most people, and, um, like, freaking Kenneth Murray, he kind of, he's, he's struggled a little bit in the last couple of weeks, he's looked a little bit lost, but now, like, I mean, that's one of his second big stops of the game, where it's just, it's him, man, it's Kenneth Murray, and he's starting to come alive here in, in this ball game. And the Saints now have to punt again. And bang, they do. And it's out of bounds. Nope, it's not. He catches it inside of inside of his 20. I mean, Justin Herbert is a really, really solid quarterback. At least he, you know, he seems like it. You know, he's he's done a really, really nice job this season. And this game, he's starting to feel it, man. Like, he's taking shots when his guys have beaten the defense. And the thing is, right, you know, I'm going to compare him a lot to Dak Prescott. And I take that very seriously, by the way. You know, because Dak is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But, I mean, Justin, he, he he makes smart, intelligent risks, right? Maybe not smart all the time because of, that that pass into double coverage may not have been the smartest, but it's like when Guyton is beating the defense and he's up top and he's like he's just gone, right? Justin puts it on the money. When freaking Mike Williams is screaming across the left side or not the left side, but like the left side of the end zone, he just freaking like tosses a sweet pass to Mike Williams for a touchdown, right? And in, on a lot of these plays, what Justin is doing is. You know, he's talented, he's big, he's strong, and I talked about it a little bit on Sunday with Spencer Rattler, or Spencer Rattler against OU in Texas. He played the first half trying to hot dog it and hot gun it, cowboy shit. Dumb cowboy shit, because he's in Texas. 
technically Oklahoma. You know, just trying to hot dog it, right? He's like, I'm talented. I'm special. I'm this and th- and I'm that. And he just like, and it's like, he sucked. Not sucked, but he played bad. Like the first half. Then that second half, Lincoln Riley, because they bent, he benched him in the first half. Lincoln Riley was like, come sit next to me in the first half. Then in the second half, they brought him back and he just ran the offense and they won. And it's like Justin Herbert, he's not really, like he's a talented fellow. He's a talented guy. You know, he's big, he's strong, he's got a good arm. But they're like, but he's like, you know, let me just run the offense. Let me run what, you know, our guys want. And it's like, it's 13-3 against the Saints in New Orleans, by the way. They're showing Pep Hamilton. By the way, I think the, uh, the, the, uh, the head coach of the Houston Roughnecks, I think, Pep Hamilton. If you don't know who the Houston Roughnecks were or are, they were the XFL team uh, that had my guy P.J. Walker, who's in Carolina, who may or may not play this season because, surprisingly enough, Teddy Bridgewater actually seems like a pretty good quarterback. Who also is a young quarterback, by the way. Let me see it. <clears throat> Bang. So they're showing and talking about Pep Hamilton. I mean, let me tell you something, man. Chargers got a lot of good, uh, good, good coaches. Now I talked about Anthony Lynn and some of the stuff that he's done as a head coach that I haven't liked so far. But Pep Hamilton, like Pep Hamilton, he's one of those quiet guys. Listen for his name, Pep Hamilton, in the next couple of years because he may have a head coaching job. Because they're talking about how he was with Andrew Luck from 2013 to 2015. The Colts, OC, you know, I thought he did a good job with the Houston Roughnecks. Let me look up Pep Hamilton. I think he was the Houston. No, 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 no. He was, he was the, um, he was another team's because I remember the Houston Roughnecks coach. He was a completely different guy. My bad. But even with Pep Hamilton, his team um, with, uh, I forgot which team. I think it was the Washington team's coach. I don't, I don't remember the Washington team's name, but like Pep was a good head coach. I liked Pep Hamilton a lot. And it's like, you know, you know, they're showing his accolades and I'm just, you know, I'm just saying there's a lot of good head coaches that are, you know, that are, that are, you know, that, that, that I feel like could be good. Did I say good head coaches? I, I meant to say there are good coaches that could potentially be good head coaches, especially quarterback coach. Like look at Zach Taylor, for example, Zach Taylor was the quarterback coach in, um, in, <clears throat> in Los Angeles with Sean McVay, for example. And he got a head coaching job in Cincinnati. Not saying Cincinnati is a fantastic team, but look at their offense last year versus look at their versus their offense this year, right? It's exactly like the LSU offense, right? Look at, for example, Green Bay, Green Bay Matt LaFleur. He leaves Los Angeles, goes to Tennessee, goes from Tennessee to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is back on track. Like, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of good head coaches, a lot of good young head coaches that I feel like deserve a shot. Just saying. Before everybody like makes a joke of like, oh my God, if you if you've breathed if you've been breathed on by Sean McVay or have been in his like people make jokes like, you know, anyone within the general vicinity of Sean McVay gets a head coaching job. And it's like, yeah, because they're good head coach they're good coaches. 
And it's like, look at how much success he's had within the last couple of years. Then look at how much success his guys have had in the last couple of seasons. As much as people want to crack jokes, it's like, holy fuck, Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, against some of these teams, they look pretty damn good. They just don't have any good players. Aaron Rodgers was on a decline for like the past three to four years, and now he's back on the uptick. I'm just saying. It's like maybe these, it's it's almost as if these young guys, they have a different perspective on the game and can offer different things to the coaches and to the players than the, uh, than the older head coaches that are very stubborn and want to run the football on first, second, and third down and play defense against high-flying offenses like the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> Saints got the ball back after the uh, the Chargers punted the ball. I know that I'm not doing a fantastic job of casting the game and doing play-by-play, but, you know, like, it's 13-3. The Saints are inside their own 24-yard, 25-yard line. They're at their 21, 22-yard line, they ain't, and it's third and four. They ain't going anywhere. It's 13 It's 13-3, by the way, charges. It's like the Saints aren't going anywhere. like where are they going nowhere by the by um i will have the night city wire event for cyberpunk 2077 saturday look forward to that you're wondering 24 seriously it's like yes seriously i'm gonna cast it i'm gonna talk about it it's gonna be awesome don't worry about it third and four now at the 22 yard line of the saints drew breeze is gonna throw and it's picked yep no flags on the play. Great. Oh. Oh. He freaking. Who is that? Was that 24? Big 24. Don't even know his name. Big 20. Adder- Adderley. That's his name. Adderley. 24. That's his name. When I tell you, this is a, this is a monstrous pick six. Because he runs through the entire Saint offense. And he stretches that. He stretches his hand across the freaking goal line. Drew Brees horribly overthrows. Like, I don't know if Mike Thomas is in the game, but no, he's not. Horribly overthrows. That's a tut. That is a tut. No, that's not a tutty. Is he down? Is he down? Is he down? Yeah, he's down. But I mean, he freaking like outstretches his arm and it looked like a fucking touchdown, bro. Bang. He's down. He's down right there. His thigh was down. Bang. Right there. Uh Uh-uh. But, I mean, let me tell you something, man. I mean, it's going to be first and goal. It's like, oh, my God. It's Nasir Adderley. This is his second season. College, Delaware, first career interception. Picked off a great one, Drew Brees. First and goal now. Herbert under center in the eye. Herbert. Bang. They snap it to him. Oh, God. That was terrible. That was terrible. They snap it to him. He gets sacked. I think he was trying to look for the tight end. I, I think he got confused. That's like the rookie. That was like one of the only rookie mistakes I've seen Justin Herbert make all season. I think he was supposed to look for the tight end going to the back pylon. But I don't think he was there. Yeah. I think it was maybe on the tight end because as soon as he like blocked one of the guys, he, he should have just like 
bang, like hit him and then gone up. But uh, because Justin Herbert was looking in that direction, bang, he snaps it, play action, and nobody's there. And then he just gets sacked. It's like, yeah. Show the tight end. Because he's, suppo- he's looking like left side of the field as if he's supposed to throw to the back pylon, but nobody's there. And then Justin realizes, oh, fuck, nobody's there. Fuck. And then they're in the same goal line stance. And then the Saints are just like, they're just not buying it. And then they hand it to Eckler. Oh, Eckler's got the edge. He cuts back on the inside. Pretty much goes back to uh, to where the Chargers started this drive at the two-yard line. Four minutes, 58 seconds left in the second quarter. Am I going to get out here at a seemly manner, at a timely manner? Am I going to get out of here? Literally within an hour, instead of having to be here for almost three hours. I love casting football, love watching it, but some of these games, man, have been super long. Third and goal, bang, Justin Herbert, bang, back pylon, touchdown. Oh my God. Like, I mean, it, has he not been three for three in the end zone? I think so. That's another touchdown for, that's three, right? That's three touchdowns for Justin Herbert to Hunter Henry, the tight end. Yeah. The first one was to Keenan Allen. The second one was to Mike Williams. This one was to Hunter Henry. And it's like an out route, and he just bang. I mean, it's just a nice pass. Just a nice ball. Bang. Two. Two feet in. Ooh, did he get both? Yes, he did. Bang. Exactly where you want it. Doesn't matter if he got the second foot down. He got his left knee down. That's a nice throw. I can go on and on. I mean, do you want me to sit here for the next hour and just talk positively about Justin Herbert? Because I'll do it. I will do it. By the way, um, I have this three-score rule. I could employ it here because technically the Chargers are up three scores if you don't know what it is. I've been looking to employ it legitimately for the past couple of weeks, but I just, I cannot because teams, they just freaking keep on, I just keep on doing their fucking thing. The three score rule is if a team is up by three scores or more, I get to fast forward. Technically, they are up by three or more scores. The Chargers are. 17, it's 20 to three, making it, a three-score game. Four minutes, 25 seconds left in the first quarter. Second, f- not first quarter, second quarter. That would be ridiculous if they scored 20 points in the first. So they're showing all of his touchdowns. He has three touchdowns, by the way. Bang. Bang. First one to Keenan Allen. Second one to Mike Williams. Third one to the tight end, Hunter Henry. And the more impressive thing to me is that Justin is going all all over the all over the board, you know? He's going all over the board. He's hitting the white. Oh, yep. Bang. There it is right there. I talked about Dak Prescott, and I talked about, you know, how much, how eerily similar some of this stuff. Maybe not how eerily similar it is, but, like, kind of some of the positives of what he's doing, where it's like he's just playing a really, really solid game. I mean, Joe Burrow kind of is, but as well. But, I mean, most touchdown passes by rookie on Monday Night Football, Dan Marino, three in 1983, Geno Smith, three in 2013, doesn't count because he's Geno. Well, it does because he's Geno. But Geno Smith sucks. Uh, Dak Prescott, 2016, three. Now Justin Herbert, 2020, three. 
I mean, I'm not wrong. Alvin Kamara, handoff, or Drew Brees hands it off to Alvin Kamara. Four minutes left in the second quarter. By the way, for every um, for every analyst that's like, you know, the Saints should have run the football. Saints should have won the football more. They, they actually probably should have because the run game with Alvin Kamara is kind of working, and uh, their offense hasn't worked necessarily that well with Drew Brees. I'm not going to lie to you on that. Second and five. I love Drew Brees. He is, uh, he's not played his, great, his greatest football this season. Um, I feel like the Saints are kind of, I'm not going to, like, they, they really started to sling the ball last week. Like, everybody had, like, they had heard, like, everybody thinks that Drew Brees can't throw the football, and then they just started to throw the football up and down the field. But um, now they aren't. They're kind of starting to resort and go back to, like, that old style, or not the old style, but the style of football that they've been playing um, for the last couple of years, or not for the last couple of years, but really the last couple of weeks which is kind of just like very, very short, shallow routes, very, very short routes, easy completions, stuff like that, you know? And it's like, it's weird because their run game has kind of worked. I mean, it, it hasn't, it's kind of get, gotten shot down by the Saints, if you want my honest opinion about it. And on first and 10, Drew Brees just throws it in the turf because uh, they were setting up for a screen and the play wasn't there, you know? Bang. And just, yep, they don't set it up properly, so he just doesn't see it. And he just, bang, just throws it in the turf. It's not like he missed him, it's just the play was not there. I'm sad and low, yeah, I'm sad and low. I love that song. Sad by XXX, Tentacion. Drew Brees, low pass to, uh, who is that? Number 16. Who am I? Someone that's afraid to let go. You decide if you're ever gonna let me know. I listened to, I don't know if you had the unfortunate displeasure of listening to me sing Lord. But uh, I'm never, I listened to myself because I thought that it was funny, but then I was just like singing for way too long and I'm not very good at singing. Yeah, the Saints go three and out again. Two minutes, 42 seconds left. The Chargers have all three timeouts or two timeouts. And, um, the Chargers defense is smiling because they know um, their quarterback has had fucking three touchdowns in one half. So um, that's not good for the Saints. Let me unplug my computer first and let me kind of talk about how the Saints and Dak kind of relate to one another. Hold on. Uh, let me unplug my computer. Awesome, 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 awesome. So I kind of broached the topic and talked about the subject during um, last year, last year's offseason where people were questioning whether or not Dallas should frame. I remember Mike Florio fucking unintelligently said, you know, oh, da- Dallas could reset the franchise tag with Dak Prescott and freaking like, like do that mess. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Like they're like like he was like you know Dallas they can still resend the franchise tag and it's like why that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life um but like let's say for example Dallas needs to get the the fucking contract done right I'm looking at Drew Brees he's fucking done like this is like this has kind of been rampant throughout the entirety of the season right where he just 
He just hasn't looked like the same old Drew Brees. And I don't know why they run it on first down. I don't know why instead of throwing it. I Like, they lined up with two wide receivers. Um, with two wide receivers outside the running back on the inside. And I think a tight end or two on the inside. I think one tight end. Two tight ends. Maybe another offensive lineman. It looked like it was a run play. And it was. And I was like, why not just run play action? Take a shot. You know, I'm just saying. Just take a shot. But, um... You know, I was watching, <clears throat> I was watching, um, like I'm watching Drew Brees right now, and it's like, I don't think he's going to play next season. Like, I think the Saints are going to be like, we're moving on, man. Like, we're moving on from you. Because uh, you're not as good as you used to be, right? And this kind of opens up the floodgates. Like, let's say Dallas, they tag Dak next year, right? Because there's been some friction with him and the organization for years, right? They're like, well, Dak, you know, you got hurt. We don't know. And then he plays his ass off next season, right? Because Dak Prescott is awesome. And then they're like, hey, Dak, we're going to offer you, you know, the contract that you wanted for the last three years. And he's like, fuck that. I'm sick and tired of the Joneses. I'm sick and tired of this team. I want to go back to Houghton, Louisiana. Or not Houghton, but like New Orleans. I want to go back to freaking Louisiana. Freaking play with Sean Payton and Mike Williams and not not Mike Williams, Michael Thomas and and uh, freaking Alvin Kamara and the Saints organization and be fucking Dak would look so cool in those uniforms. Just saying, you know it's out there. Then fucking Louisiana would go insane. Justin Herbert pressure on third and twelve. Th- he throws it across his body. That's not good. Yeah, I was like. Don't do that, Justin. He throws the ball across his body. Um, he should have just thrown it out. It was third and 12. He got sacked on one play. And um, he was just trying to make a play. But it's just like, just dude, throw the ball away. You know? It's okay to throw it away. He winds up. One of his guys trips. But, uh, like, he's buying time by rolling to his left. And he throws back inside. And he wants a personal foul on Demario Davis. But uh, he's not going to get it. Anyways, like, if, you, if you're not from the South, if you don't know, like, the region of the South, like, a lot of people love Dak Prescott. Like, a lot of people. He's he's from Louisiana. Like, there's a lot of people who love Dak in Louisiana because he's a cowboy, but also because he's from here, from Louisiana. I'm not in Louisiana. I'm in Florida. But uh, <clears throat> he's from Louisiana. They love him in Louisiana. They really, really fucking love him in Mississippi because he played for one of their two schools of thought. You know, there's Ole Miss and then there's Mississippi State. You, like, he was a absolute star for Mississippi State. They love him from, they love him because he played well at Mississippi State. Love him. And uh, Frank's egg, man. They love him in Mississippi. And then obviously in Texas, because he's a cowboy. You literally go anywhere besides Houston, people are rocking metallic silver and blue stars. Like, anywhere besides Houston, it's fucking metallic silver and blue. Weirdly enough, I have never seen... I've been to Houston a lot. I don't think I've ever seen... I Well, I think I've... I can't remember. There's probably cowboy fans there. A lot of you just... It, Houston is like one of those cities where people love the city. Over, like, everything else. Like, I've seen more Rockets, Astros jerseys than um, than Dallas Cowboy jerseys. Astros hats and Rocket jerseys. 
and t-shirts and stuff like that than cowboys. It's like it's like the only city that doesn't like have cowboy paraphernalia in it. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, um, look for Dak Prescott to go to the Saints if he gets tagged again, which would be fucking stupid. Don't tag him. Louisiana is seething. Specifically, the Saints are seething at the opportunity to get Dak Prescott and just steal him away from you for like the next 10 to 15 years. And Dak is probably a, a more, at, at this point in Drew Brees' career, I would say Dak is significantly better. I think Drew Brees is still, I think Drew Brees is starting to get to a good, he's start, like he went from elite to being great to now he's kind of borderline good, you know? Which is weird because he's Drew Brees, you know? But yes, like, Dak is significantly better than Drew. You know? So it's like, they have Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston sucks. But they may be like, we may make a play for fucking Dak Prescott. They may even be like, we'll trade you a first rounder or something like that for Dak Prescott. A couple first rounders. It's like, hey, you want him? Because I, I know a lot of people are like, you could franchise tag and trade him. It's like, why would you do that? That's so fucking dumb. Why would you do that? It's not like you're going to have a quarterback in the next couple of years. Like Trevor Lawrence is next year. It's like you want to franchise tag him and then trade him. That's dumb. Especially because he's not going to sign the tag before the draft. Even if he does. Like if Dak gets tagged this offseason, he's not going to sign the tag until after the draft. So it's like all of your leverage is going to be gone. You're not going to be able to make a play for Trevor Lawrence. Like he's not stupid. You know, he's going to be like, oh, you guys are trying to trade me. Guess what? I'm not signing the tag until fucking uh, the draft. By the way, the Saints have a really, really nice drive with Drew Brees. A lot of quick passes. Bang, bang, bang. And the Chargers uh, defense, they just got caught slipping a bunch of times. Touchdown for Emmanuel Sanders, making it 9-20. With like 18 seconds left in the second quarter. And I'm just going to fast forward through the end of it. But yeah, like... Saints can make a play. I mean, God help you if the Broncos make a play, for example. Or, you know, like one of these fantastic teams. So, by the way, should also mention this. It's not a touchdown. It's just a first down for the Saints. Because uh, whoever, Mike Will, Emmanuel Sanders. Mike Williams, not Mike Williams. Fuck's sake, I keep saying Mike Williams. Michael Thomas is hurt still, I think. So they're having to, you know, use what they got. Um, which is a lot of Alvin Kamara. Camara, excuse me, Emmanuel Sanders, stuff like that. Also, Dak could potentially go to the Bucks as well. You know, Mike Williams with Brady. It's like, it's funny how awesome Mike Williams looks with Tom Brady. Isn't it funny how that works? You know, once you go from a quarterback that throws a fuck ton of interceptions to one of the greatest football players of all, st- of all time, excuse me, it's funny how that works. It's like he goes from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady and he's catching all these touchdown passes and he's looking awesome and looking fantastic. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? Mike Williams is actually a good football player. It's like, well, he's always been a good football player. It's now second and goal. Sean Payton, Drew Brees are talking it out on the sideline right now. Sean Payton called his final timeout and Drew and Payton are just talking. Drew Brees goes back to the huddle. He's got the play call. They're talking. Drew Brees is 5 of 6 for 50 yards on this drive, by the way. So he's been pretty solid. Drew Brees. Motion Taysom Hill. 
play action. He's got, you know, he's trying to get the tight end or Taysom, but it's it's an incomplete pass on third and goal. Taysom Hill is looking as if he wants a, uh, a flag on the play. They're not going to get it. Let me see it. It was a play. It was, it was designed for Taysom. I think it's supposed to be some type of a jerk route, but he just falls. And then he just, the ball's not there. Yep. <clears throat> Third and goal. Bang, Drew Brees. It's a quarterback sneak, and Drew Brees just goes up up and over the pile. Touchdown, New Orleans, making it once again 9-20. I don't know if you can call it a one-yard run, but he just goes up and over the pile. There it is, right there. It's confirmed. Usually you see quarterbacks go down. Maybe not go down is the right way, but they kind of like... They, um, <clears throat> what's the word? They, like, you know, they run forward. They don't jump because, you know, like, defenders, if they if they sense that you're about to jump, they fucking jump with you and they fucking swat the ball out of your hands. So instead of it being a, a first down or a touchdown, not a first down, excuse me, a touchdown, it's now, like, a fucking turnover. So, yeah, Justin Herbert, um, pretty solid first half. Pretty fantastic. I mean, solid. He has fucking three touchdowns in the first half. But, um... We'll see what happens in the second quarter or the second half. It's 20-10 to 10 right now. Hold on. So, Adam Schefter is giving me an update right now on Dak. I kind of want to listen to it. Let me hear it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, so, um, yeah, it, like, like I've heard this story countless of times, Dak Prescott, he's done. He's going to be out for four to six months. Apparently he's going to be back and ready by June. So of next year, by the way, if you're wondering, we'll see. There he is. Oh, God. Am I, like, do I, on it? like, I, I usually watch Cowboy football games, and I kind of talked about it a little bit on the podcast. I usually watch them three times a week, once on Sunday and, like, twice during the week. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of, like, there's some, there's a lot of great stuff that happened in that game when it came to the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Demarcus Lawrence, he had a really solid game. The defensive line had a really solid game, even if they gave up 30 points. And um, I liked what I saw from CeeDee Lamb. I don't know if I'll watch it again, but it's like Dak got hurt. It's like, I don't want to see that again, you know? I know I can skip it, but it's like, I, I really don't want to even see it on fast forward. <clears throat> yeah. Ah, boomer 
freaking what's his what's that fucking guy's name? I like he he has the terrible nickname. I won't call him by his nickname. Freaking that's the second dumbass person with a dumbass like fucking take I've seen in the last day or two. Like um fucking I won't say his name, Mr. McFarland, that's what I call him. He fucking said that the uh, that the team or the offense will be better because they're going to run the football more with Zeke and that's going to help out their defense and it's like okay hey hey check it out watch their defense watch their defense and not see and not take watch their defense in the last couple weeks watch their defense in the last couple weeks tell me how running the football is going to help out the uh the the Cowboys against the Browns when the Browns ran for 300 yards against the Cowboys how's the run game going to help the Cowboys when the Seattle Seahawks and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf could just run straight through the secondary ask me how the defense could fucking stop freaking the Rams when the Cowboys defense just looked completely lost to ask me how the freaking tell me how the run game can help out the Cowboys defense that way goodness gracious it's like the same thing with Tony Dungy like Tony Dungy said and I was going to get on Tony Dungy, Dungy on Wednesday. Like, they were like, like Tony Dungy's like, uh, you know, it's a blessing in disguise that that press guy got hurt. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Do you not watch the games? Do you not see how badly Dallas's defense sucks? <coughs> Regardless of what they tried to run the football in the first game, in the second game, in the third game, and in the fourth game. And they all fucking lost. Maybe not lost, but they fucking failed. And it's like, oh, wait, the opposition scores quickly on us because our defense just sucks. Like, now we have to go up and down the field because we're down by 14 points. Jesus Christ. It's like, uh, I'm go like, I'm going to rip these people apart on Wednesday. Because these are just, like, dumb takes. Ugh. Ugh, Jesus Christ. That fucking set me off. Because I was like, I knew, like, I saw this literally last night. Like, like Tony Dungy said it. Like, a lot of people are like, Dallas, is, Dallas will be better because their defense won't be out on the football field. And it's like, the defense is out on the football field because they suck. Because they can't get off the football field. That's why they're on the football field, because they can't get off it. Goodness gracious. Holy shit, man. It's like, do you guys not watch the games, bro? Do you not watch the games? Do you not understand how this shit works, my guy? Do you not understand how it works? God. Ah, Jesus. Showing me all of the uh, the highlights from Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, including the Alex Smith first catch. They're showing me his family, and then they're showing Jared Goff destroy Washington with Robert Woods. They're showing Dallas versus the Giants. I'm like, please, for the love of God, don't show the injury. Showing Andy Dalton come on the field. Dak also had a pretty solid game. I mean, you know, I mean, the injury and stuff like that, it kind of overshadows how well he played. But, I mean, yeah, he played really, really solidly, you know. 
Kyler Murray versus the Jets, DeAndre Hopkins is a fucking awesome football player. A little parting gift from Bill O'Brien. Hey, we're going to trade away our best football player for peanuts. We're going to do the exact same thing that we did with Jadavion Clowney. Like, I feel like, oh, God, that's so dumb what, what he did, man. We're going to trade away our best football players for nothing. For literally nothing. Because we can form a great football team with a third. Like, imagine if, right, the Texans got, like, for Jadavion Clowney, if they just said first-round draft pick, boom, we'll give you we'll give you Jadavion Clowney for a first-round draft pick, period, end of scoring, no questions asked. We will give you that. But then they come back around, with, or, or we get a second-rounder and, like, a third-rounder, right, for Jadavion, right? Boom. Done, signed, sealed, delivered, right? Sign me up for that. But then they come back with fucking DeAndre Hopkins and they take two. They take two first round draft picks and maybe a seventh and they give up like a fourth and maybe a and maybe they give up Kenny Stills. Maybe that's a little bit too much because I think they, they gave up like a first or a second or a third rounder for Kenny Stills. Let me look up the Kenny Stills, the Kenny Stills trade. How much did they give up for Kenny Stills? God. I hope they didn't give up a, a first rounder. What? They traded two first round draft picks for Tunsil and Sills. And then they also gave up a second rounder. What? That's like the dumbest fucking trade I've ever seen in my entire... Like, wow. How much... How, how the fuck much did they give up for... Hold on. How much did they... How much did they get for Jadavian Clowney? How much did they get... They got a, a they gave up two firsts and a second for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. Terrible trade. Oh yeah, they got a fucking they got Jacob Martin and Barcavius Mingo. I think one of those two aren't even on the fucking team anymore. And then they got a third round draft pick. That's a fucking dumb trade. They're by the way, the two players that they got are linebackers. Terrible fucking trade. Because they're not good players. They're not great players. They got peanut brittle and cupcakes for Genevieve and Clowney. What was the D-hop trade? Excuse me. I was watching this. By the way, the if you're wondering about the Saints game, it's about to start back up again because of halftime and stuff like that. What did they get for for fucking D-hop? <sighs> okay, so 
they traded a fourth round draft pick and DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, a second rounder last season, and then a fourth rounder in 2021. That deal fucking sucks. They got nothing for their two best players on the fucking team. No wonder why the Texans suck. It's like, dude, you should have gotten like at least three first rounders or somewhere close to that value. You know, you should have gotten a fucking haul of picks. You got like, you should not have been able to, like you shouldn't have been able to have gotten swindled like they did, man. They suck. Holy shit, do they suck. Wow. They got nothing. I don't even know why I was on the Texans. Oh yeah, I saw their their logo and I was like, wait. Um, and, and I saw Watson like playing up against I don't know who he was playing who he was playing up against, but I saw him playing and I was like, wow, that's boy, could you have used um that eighth overall pick to probably get a defensive player and slash or another wide receiver, you know? Saints are moving the ball now. They got a first down on third and three. After I think going two for eight on third down. Drew Brees, quick pass once again. A lot of quick passes, man. There's nothing wrong with smart play calling and play design. But, um, like, you know, to, to scheme open an open man. But it's like there's no schemes for dudes down the field, you know? It's not like they freaking, like, send dudes down the field and they're like, hey, guys, we're going to freaking take shots down the football field and stuff like that. It's kind of like they just are like, hey, you know, we're just going to kind of, you know, drop the ball off and things of that nature. So on first down after the first down run, they get uh, they send Alvin Kamara out there and they get a first down, or not a first down, but they get I think three yards on the play. <clears throat> Let me see it. Yeah, three yards. It's second and seven. They're deep inside of Saints territory, so they're not. They haven't really gone anywhere. It's going to be second and seven at the 39, 38 yard line of the Saints. Drew Brees deep drop back. He looks. He gets wrapped up. 42, big 42. Big 42. Gets him on the sack third down. For every person that's like, sacks don't matter, sacks don't matter. How Look at look at how freaking much the Saints are going to struggle on this next down when, um, when fucking Drew Brees just got sacked and his left tackle literally just got pushed into his lap. Watch how hard it is for him to do anything on this next drive. Bang, he gets tackled. Bang, he goes down. Just watch watch how hard it is for the Saints to recover. It's third and 14, by the way. Sacks don't matter. Sacks don't matter. Sacks do matter. Try to have a screenplay for Alvin Kamara. By the way, the score right now is 20 to 10. Sacks don't matter. Give me a fucking break. Sacks, you know, 24. Sacks aren't a great evaluator on whether or not a player is great or not. It's like, yeah, but they also, you know, help swing the favor of the game in your favor. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, point out there, put it out there, you know, that, you know, sacks, sacks, you know, they're kind of fucking important. You know, you know, just, uh, you know, just, just saying, just saying. So Justin Herbert, who's had a phenomenal first half, is going to trot out on the football field again and try to make a couple of plays here for the Chargers. Now, it's going to be interesting, right, to see 
how the charters are going to operate. Hopefully, they don't just start to say, well, we're up by 10. Let's just systemically run the football, right? Because the Saints, as much as they, um, as much as they've kind of like, I don't want to say faltered, but as like as much as they just don't, they're not as explosive as they once were. As much as they aren't, like they still are a very dangerous team, you know. But you don't want them. You don't want to open up the floodgates on the Saints, right? So on the first play, for so you want to like you want to get first downs here. You want to scheme for first downs. You don't want to scheme to just run out the clock, right? So on first and 10, and I kind of said it, I was like, this Jackson guy, um, what's his name? Tyrell Jackson, he's playing awesome. So I was like, I would, I, I, you know, like give him a fucking shot, you know? And they are, they're seeming to, uh, to give the ball to Jackson. Hold on. Once again, they give it, so they gave it to Jackson on first down, and then on second down, they give it to, um, to, like, the other running back, who kind of just, it didn't work, like, at all. Now it's going to be third and six, and pretty much what I said was wrong, um, said that I didn't want, pretty much what I said was, um, was bad. Like, the worst thing to happen just happened where they were just like, yeah, we're just going to run it, you know? And that's kind of what they just did, which uh, kind of sucks. But uh, they finally throw it on third down, and they get the first down with Hunter Henry. So, again, right, talking about, like, making smart decisions and being smart and understanding, like, hey, um, we don't really have to freaking run the football all the fucking time, you know, but understanding, like, you know, we got to, like, this is, this is why you get a quarterback, you know, like, this is the reason why you try so hard to go out and get fucking, um, Justin Habit, Herbert, whatever you want to call him, this is why, because he's kind of awesome, you know, And they do gain the first down on the first play from uh, from scrimmage. Well, not the first play from scrimmage on third down, excuse me. So, yeah, but they run it again, and um, they play action on second and eight. Herbert winded up like he was about to throw it. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. Throw it away, and he does. Okay. Good job by Justin. Like, dude, just, you know, just you know, just throw it away. There's nothing wrong with fucking throwing the football away when you're being pressured by uh, the uh, the quarterback, you know. <clears throat> Justin Herbert, flags fly. He wants a foul on one of his guys. see it it's third and eight okay so there's no foul but yeah Justin Herbert finally kind of just did the smart thing by um by just being like hey you know nobody's open downfield 
I'm just not going to push my luck. I'm just going to get rid of the football. Very smart decision by Justin. Great job by him. <clears throat> and he throws the ball away on third down. Or he tries to throw it to Mike Williams, but uh, he's not open at all. Right? If I'm not mistaken. Bang. Deep drop back. Bang. He's going to try and go down the field for Williams. And once again, he's just not there. All right. So now we're going to see the play on fourth down. Bang. They punt it. Bang. He catches it. And 42 or 12. It swung all the way down. But flags fly on the field, though. Probably block in the back on the receiving team. It always happens. Holding, yeah, on the receiving team. <clears throat> so now the Saints fans are going absolutely ballistic because they're they're like, yeah, we fucking got him. You know. Like, awesome, we freaking now have a chance, you know? <laughs> like, yes, we finally, we finally got the ball back. There's 10 minutes left in the ball game, you know? Or not 10 minutes, but there's like a full quarter left, you know? So now, with, um, with Drew Brees and company back out onto the football field, it's going to be first and 10 at the 25-yard line of the Saints. Let's see what they can potentially do here. First and 10. Drew Brees. Deep drop back. Bang. They snap it to him. Brees. Quick pass to Emmanuel Sanders. First down, New Orleans. They're starting to cook here. Eight minutes, five seconds left in the third quarter. 20 to 10 is the current score. Can the Saints muster up something? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the thing about like I'm 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 very like at first before this season, I was very skeptical about high completion percentages cuz usually it's just like usually high completion percentages like 70, 80% usually means that you're just like dinking and dunking, you know? Just like you're getting easy completions. But when you but like for example, Russell Wilson, I think is at like 75%, and Dak was at like fucking 70% as well. Which is insane. Again. I constantly talk about like like Dak, if he didn't lose so many if he was if he didn't have so many losses, he would have been in an MVP. He would have been in the fucking MVP conversation, right? Like let me show you his numbers, right? Dak I think had like 70%. Yeah, he was at like 70% for the Browns. They don't have his numbers for the um for the uh for the whatever game, the the Giants game, but he was at 70% against the Browns. He threw for four touchdowns, one interception, 502 yards. And then Russell Wilson is at like 75% for the entire fucking season, you know? Like we're talking Dak throws a disgusting amount. And he has a disgusting completion percentage. 
which is not supposed to happen. And he has a shit ton of touchdowns, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like I'm watching college football, by the way. Like, 16 touchdowns for Russell Wilson, two interceptions. Like, God, that's disgusting. His pass rating is insane. But when you watch, like, all of these other quarterbacks, including, like, like Drew Brees, he, ha- he, he throws a lot of short routes, like hot routes, like quick passes, stuff like that. And Sean Payton schemes a lot of uh, the guys open. But when you watch Drew Brees play, like, he has high completion percentages. And sometimes it is because of the scheme and things of that nature. And it used to be that sometimes he would just make amazing throws. But now it's like, he's just kind of, you know, he's it's a lot of schemed passes and a lot of, like, short passes. Like, he's not really having to force the football down the field anymore. Maybe not force is the best way to describe describe it. But he's not having to throw it down the field, like, at all. So, um, he like, like it's a different way to play and it's 20 to 10, six minutes left in the third quarter. You know, they're still down by two scores, but the point about the completion percentage is that like Drew Brees throwing for 70%, he's earned it. Like he's earned like that 70% because it used to be that he didn't dink and dunk. Now he kind of does, but all these other quarterbacks that are throwing for 70%, like Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, like. Holy fuck, man. Their numbers are insane, and I feel like everybody just, like, glosses over their numbers by saying, padded stats, padded stats, padded stats, padded stats. But when you actually fucking watch the games from start to finish, and you watch some of the throws that they make, and the pressure that sometimes gets into Prescott and Wilson's face faces, it's like, holy fuck, man. Like, I don't know how long Wilson is going to play and or Rodgers, but I'm like, I think it's pretty safe to say that Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott are probably going to be like the two best quarterbacks in their respect in, in the conference, in the NFC for like the next like five to 10 years, you know, maybe not five to 10, maybe not like 10 years for Russell Wilson because he's going to be like 40 something. But yeah, like Dak's going to be like the freaking gateway to, I think, the playoffs, especially with Mike McCarthy. You know, I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason, but um, with Mike Nolan and stuff like that, but I feel like their defense uh, didn't fucking study the playbook or didn't fucking try because fucking once they started to get hot, once they, and by the way, um, what's his name? The kicker hits a 53-yard field goal. But once they, like, once the Cowboys defense started to get rolling, once they started to get active, and once they started to fucking, like, actually try, they fucking were destroying the Giants on the defensive line. Like, it may not have seemed like it because the score was, like, 30-something to 30-something. But, yeah, like, the defense played good enough to win. And it's, like, like, like literally all I expected from the defense for, like, five games was average play, and they were so shit that they were fucking the worst in the league, essentially. Hmm. <clears throat> Anyways, what is it? The Chargers now they're back onto the football field. Twenty to thirteen. Four minutes fifty-two seconds left in the third quarter. Again, it's a read option play with Justin Herbert. I mean, listen, man, get ahead of the chains. Like chains. Like like I hate this mentality. That sometimes, that, that's kind of permeated in, like, coaching staffs, right? Where they're like, okay, you know, well, like, 
hold on, let me let me explain what I was talking about uh, first. I, I kind of got ahead of myself. I hate this mentality that whenever people are like, okay, we're up by seven. We need to start running the football in the third quarter. It's like, no, you need to get first downs in the third quarter. They have 14, they have like, they have 20 minutes left almost in the in the entire ball game. And it's like, unless, you're, unless you get runs like this where um, Ty, Tyron or Tyree Jackson gets like, what is it, like almost 12 yards on a run? then it's like you don't get the luxury of being able to just run the football mindlessly into the defense and being like, well, we got like one first down and we took like three or four minutes off the clock. We did a good job. It's like, no, fuck that. You don't get to do that. You're up by one score. They score a touch. They score two touchdowns. They score a touchdown and a field goal and they're winning. Like you're not out of the woods yet, bro. But it's like, it's this notion that you got to burn clock and things of that nature and you do but more importantly you have to get first downs you have to extend your drive because in today's nfl teams can fucking come back from a seven point lead a 10 point lead a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter i've seen it happen hundreds of times in the last 20 years it's ridiculous it's like you know, don't freaking just run the football all the time because it's what you did in the 80s and the 90s. Fucking, like, understand that, like, fucking Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott and all these other players, they exist, and they will fucking throw bombs in the fourth quarter. Jesus Christ, the Saints are not out of this game just yet. They are still firmly in it. But again, look at what the fucking Chargers are doing. It's third and one now. They're staying ahead of the chains. They're doing what they need to do. And now they're starting, like, now it's, I mean, now there's two, they've taken two minutes off the clock. It, it was four minutes and something seconds when they got the, uh, when they got the ball and they got another first down, right? And I kind of talk about, like, two minutes for four downs, right? Meaning that, essentially, you know, if you're going to take a shit ton of time off the clock, you know, you're, you're probably, for, like, every single down, if you have a running clock, you're going to have like two minutes. You're going to take two minutes, right? That's what you're going to do. You're going to take two minutes on average for like, maybe not on average, but for like every four downs with the clock running. Like that's two minutes, right? And Justin Herbert on first and 10 bobbles the snap and has to jump right on top of it. So if you're, if you manage the game properly, if you take two minutes off the clock, no, not manage the, not like, two minutes off the clock, but if you freaking take two minutes out of the ball game, not out of the ball game, but like you're going to take two minutes essentially is what I'm trying to say. If you manage the game correctly, if you don't manage it correctly, it's going to be like obviously less than two minutes. Point being is like, understand like where you are on the football field, how much time you have left right now. They've taken three minutes just by getting first downs over just instead of just mindlessly running the football. They've now been like, okay, we we got the football. Let's you know, let's let's run it here and there. But there's more importantly, let's just prioritize getting first downs. Ooh, they're showing an offensive lineman cut one of the Saints DBs, and now he's on the sideline because he's hurt. Like in my cut, I mean like a 300-pound dude lunging at a DB's legs. Like, not a real big fan of chop blocks. If you want my honest opinion about it. Second and 11. Now, Herbert, he's now got them all out wide because it's second and 11. 
Bang. And if you're wondering, yes, the first play was a run play, but he freaking bobbles the snap and he trips right there. Ball comes out, but it's incomplete. <clears throat> Third and 11. He was setting up a screen for number 22. Yep, he kind of just like shoulder shugs. His foot kind of like slips. Not slips, but it gets tangled up on the offensive lineman. On one of the offensive linemen. And number 22, Tyron Jackson, who they've opted to go for over Austin Eckler. He's kind of just like, uh, he's their main guy, and he kind of just dropped an easy pass. And again, it's one of the weird things. Well, like, again, I saw this again in, in like, one game. Hold on, 30 and 11. Justin Herbert takes a shot down the field. It's incomplete. Mike Thomas, he was behind, but again, the pressure from the Saints gets there. And I saw this from maybe the Vikings or one of the teams yesterday on Sunday. I saw, like, the running back make adjustments on the offensive line, like tell the offensive line something. And I'm like, wait, like, what? Like, why is the running back telling, telling the offensive line? Like, why isn't Justin Herbert telling them? And that just does not make any sense whatsoever. And the running back is supposed to chip Cam Jordan and somebody, you know, hits Herbert from the interior, comes from the interior. Fourth and 11 now. And uh, bang, they give it to Ty Long. Ty Long boots it, boots it, and one of the uh, one of the guys catches it. One of their the Saints receivers, not receivers, but uh, kickers gets it. So remember how I was talking about you know taking time off the clock. They took three minutes on that drive. So you know, obviously you would prefer a longer drive. You, I mean, you would really prefer points because of the Saints. They're only down by seven. You know, you'll take three minutes and it being very close to the uh, to the fourth quarter. Latavius Murray on first down gets like eight or nine yards. Again, all you got to do is just matriculate the ball up the field and score. I mean, really, you would be you wouldn't be excited about a field goal here if you're the Saints, but you would be you'd be like, yeah, like if we score a touchdown on the next drive, we we're winning. And our defense has shut down the Chargers offense because I mean Justin Herbert has kind of been a little bit more aggressive than uh, than your offense has than like your play calling has like they haven't used play action to set up the pass you know like they're not really trying to take shots but um you know Justin Herbert is so once again it's first and 10 but they're gonna let the clock run all the way down to um to like the end of the third quarter, it's ten seconds left. Oh no, they run a play. Bang, breeze over the middle. It's caught. Emmanuel Sanders, first down, and that's the end of the third quarter. Twenty to thirteen is the current score. Let's see if they can, you know, make a play here and score either a touchdown or a field goal. Remember, it it, it doesn't matter. Like at this point in the game, it doesn't matter. Obviously, you would be happy with. A touchdown, but yes, like scoring a field goal is great for the Saints because it puts you in position to win on the next drive that you have if, again, your defense stops the Chargers. So on first and 10, quick pass to Emmanuel Sanders. It's a screen play to him. He gains like eight yards on the play. Clock is now ticking. I always talk about kind of like game managing stuff. I feel like 
being a game manager is something incredibly negative because it's like, well, you know, you're taking time off the clock. Like, like game managing isn't a bad thing at all. It's actually great. All the best quarterbacks in the league are game managers. Like Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. Like they all, and even like Aaron Rodgers, like they all can manage the game to a fantastic extent, to like a great level, you know? Like entering the league and being a game manager understands like, specific situations that you have to do within the game like but you also want to add on like you know aggressiveness down the field aggressive play calling you know aggressive decision making taking risks things of that nature you want to add that in you know to the quarterback's repertoire and like like Dak is a perfect example where Dak was deemed as like a game manager in his first couple of years but then once he started, like, then, especially, like, last year and the year before that, he started to really let it go. But, yes, like, being a game manager isn't a terrible thing. Flags fly on, uh, on this, on this, uh, on, on the field. It's holding on the defense, or on the offense, excuse me, on Andros Pete. Andros Pete? I don't know. I don't know. Holding on him. It's going to be first and 20 now. Showing the 2005 Dallas Cowboys. Holy fuck. Check this shit out. Check this shit out. This shit irks me. 2005 Dallas Cowboys. They have Bill Parcells as the head coach. Sean Payton. It still burns me to this day that Sean Payton. They didn't figure out how to freaking get him involved at all. Yeah, Sean Payton. Former quarterback coach, assistant head coach for the Cowboys that didn't promote him to freaking, you know, freaking, uh, God damn it, freaking fucking, freak, I, I can't even speak straight because it's like the prospect of Sean Payton being the Dallas Cowboy head coach is irksome. It really is. But um, they freaking didn't promote him to OC. They, he, he got a better job offer in New Orleans and Anthony Lynn was the running back coach there. Apparently, Anthony Lynn brought in not Anthony Lynn. Bill Parcells brought in Anthony Lynn. It's just, oh my God. I want to talk about one of the most frustrating prospects ever. The fact that the Dallas Cowboys at one point um, in their career had Mike Zimmer and Sean Payton, I think, on their coaching roster, and they sucked ass. They were terrible with like two great coaches on their roster. It's like, Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. Anyways, second and five, <clears throat> 13 minutes, 25 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Drew Brees, bang, hand off to Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara. It's weird how I like one sentence I said Kamara, then Kamara. He gets the edge and he gains the first down. <clears throat> Do you know what bust down means? Right? I didn't know this. I'm black. I, I don't sound black. I don't have a urban accent. But I was watching No Jumper and uh, this rapper, his name is Lil House Phone. Um, he was talking to one of the girls on Thoughts Next Door. And she was wearing a chain. And he's like, I see you out here bust down. And so she's like, what? 
because she thought that it meant something else because I thought, uh, like, like Bust Down, you've probably heard the song from Blueface. Blueface, baby, Bust Down, Tatiana, you know, that song. But it's like he was talking to her and he was like, he was, you know, like, Bust Down means that you got a chain on. That's what it means. <clears throat> Hold on. And even Trippy Red has a song called Bust Down. But if you look it up on Urban Dictionary and if you, like, understand and, like, yeah. Bust Down refers to an expensive piece of jewelry with a lot of diamonds on it. It's what it is. But because of the song, like, I didn't know what it means. I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Bust Down kind of sounds cool. But then it's like, 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 you know how like certain, okay. So this is like the 2003 version of it. Like Bust Down sounds kind of cool. I see you out here, Bust Down. I, I, I get it. It's not as cool sounding when I say it, but you know, still cool. <clears throat> oh Jesus There's a lot of different I Oh man I can't believe they cancelled Thoughts Next Door Why did they cancel it? I actually liked it It was like one of the only podcasts that I Not podcasts but like One of the shows that No Jumper Has like done in the last couple of weeks Or months that I really really liked I don't like I saw the um the freaking Black China interview and stuff like that, but I'm not I'm not like I'm not like that big on some of the interviews and su- and content that they do. Not to say it's like bad content or whatever. It's just like, you know, like I I I loved a lot of the interviews that they used to do and stuff like that, but and I kind of liked the vibe, I guess, but like I'm not I'm not really like for it right now, but you know. You know, I you know, they still keep doing their thing, you know. I still love No Jumper. I just, like, I don't know. I'm not, like, all the way in on No Jumper the way that I was, like, literally a year ago. Like, I was watching every fucking thing that they put out. Then it's like, I'm, I'm literally on their YouTube channel, and I'm watching, like, all, all of, like, their fucking, like, most popular videos and stuff like that. Yeah, man, like, they had, like, some of the coolest, like, weirdest and most interesting content ever. Like, they had this, this whole, like, um, they had this, not interview, what is it? They had this fucking clip, or not clip, but they had this, like, three and a half hour long podcast where they had Shane Dawson, Keemstar, and Tube on it, and it was, like, live, and it was a live broadcast, and fucking Tube comes in and he starts like yelling because he's bipolar obviously and he yells at Keemstar and like like it was like and Shane Dawson is there and Shane Dawson is just like looking around and he's just like there like it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my entire life and then Aaron Carter was like one of the most like like for like a year he was like one of the more talked about like this is this is when Aaron Carter was like a thing I was like wow like with um with no jumper and he was freaking popping up and stuff like that.
by the way, Drew Brees throws a beautiful touchdown pass to Jared Cook, but I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, like I, I freaking, I freaking like, like my work ethic. I'm not gonna lie to you. My work ethic freaking stems from like watching No Jumper and seeing how much content they put out. You know, because I mean it's like a weekly, daily type of thing where where it's like they don't give a fuck. Like they just upload a bunch of shit on their on their channel right and um i love them i respect them but it's like you know it kind of sucks when you just like don't i don't want to say don't like you know like a a content creator's content i guess it's like because it's not like it's not like i don't like no jumper it's just like i guess i'm not really that interested in some of the content that they've put out but at the same time i i kind of am like, I'm interested, but I just, like, I kind of want some of the interviews, like, some of the cooler interviews and stuff like that, but I, like, I get that No Jumper is all about, like, interviewing people that aren't necessarily that popular, like, rappers, they interview rappers and, like, porn stars and stuff like that, and other people, it's not just, like, one person or whatever, or one group of people, like, he also interviewed Ryan Holiday, who is, like, one of my favorite authors, he made, he, uh, he wrote the book Obstacle is the Way and stuff like that, and he's all about stoicism, so stoicism stoicism i don't know how to say it but he like like they interviewed they interview a lot of fucking interview they have like a lot of fucking like interesting interviews and conversations and stuff like that but it's just like you know i'm not like i i, I just don't know maybe i just gotta start watching their content again i don't know but it's like they, they like a lot of their content is like an hour fucking long oh my god I don't know. But I guess the cool thing about No Jumper is that, like, all of their content is, like, extemporaneous and, like, just happens on the spot and stuff like that. Like, this whole, like, Keemstar and fucking um, KSI. Keemstar and FaZe Banks. KSI versus Logan Paul recap. Like, this shit happened, like, almost a week. Not a week. A year ago. Like, it happened in November, and it was, like, so cool because it was, like, so recent and fresh, and I watched this stream. I watched it from start to finish last season, last year, excuse me. So, oh, yeah, by the way, um, they're showing, because it's, like, a thing to show Drew Brees, like, throwing for more than 20 yards in a game. Like, the Jared Cook touchdown pass was his first attempt or first throw where he threw for more than 20 yards. Keep in mind, Justin Herbert is throwing like three or four. So um, remember how I was talking about how like you know game manage like you like you you can't go into game managing mode midway through the third quarter. I'm kind of gonna jump from no jumper to f- back to football. Remember how I said that like you can't just go from like you have seven points. You can't just be like we're just gonna manage the game and take like three minutes off the clock and things of that nature. It's like well look at yourself now. It's 11 minutes left in the third quarter and now. You're starting to throw it a lot more because you're like, well, fuck, it's tied. And if the Saints get the ball back, more likely than not, we're fucked. So point being, point taken, um, freaking understand that freaking like your team, the Chargers is against a team that freaking was like, <clears throat> that is um that is freaking like, you know, against an offense that is smoking your defense right now. They feel really good. They feel like, the, you know, the, that the momentum has essentially swung in their favor. And now you guys are 
are um, are kind of fucked right now. If you don't get this third and two, bang, quick pass, bang, Hunter Henry, it's caught. Okay, cool. So, yeah, no jumper. Awesome. I didn't realize Thoughts Next Door was canceled, but I kind of, like, had a feeling because I didn't see anything, and it was, like, literally their most poppin', like, show in, like, a while. Like, it was one of the reasons why I started to watch uh, No Jumper again, but then they just, like, I don't know why they canceled it. Why did they cancel it? There's, like, a video about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it canceled? Do they have it? I don't know. Justin Herbert on first and 10. Bang. He throws it out of bounds as pressure got there. Hold on. Second and 10. Herbert under center. Bang. He gives it to Tyron Jackson. Tyree Jackson. Tyron Tyron Jackson. Who gains like 10 yards. So I was reading this post by Selena Powell. And I was kind of like just like skimming through it. I'm not necessarily a fast reader. And I was kind of like reading why it got canceled. By the way, um, they aren't using Austin Eckler at all. Like at all. They're like put in Jackson and I saw it and as soon as I saw that Tyron Jackson like on the first couple it's it's Justin Jackson I thought it was Tyron Jackson it's Justin Jackson he has 10 rushes for 62 yards at 6.2 yards a carry as soon as I saw him in like the first couple of plays in like the first couple of series of the game I was like yeah if they if they're smart they're gonna use him as the running back and uh, they they are they're using him very heavily um, that may not change that may change next week. You know, maybe he had a good game and stuff like that. I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, they get it on third down, and he's playing fantastically. Let me read the rest of this. First and ten. They're going to give the ball to Kelly. And Kelly's number 27. Kelly, like, like it's been Justin Jackson, right? That's his name. I keep, I called him Tyree or Tyron Jackson. It's Justin Jackson. I, ha- I have way too many names in my mind. Like, like, this is kind of the consequence of knowing a lot of players. It's like sometimes, like, their first names get mixed up, stuff like that. But, yeah, Justin Jackson is the running back. They lost five yards when they ran it to, I think, Josh with Joshua Kelly. I think that's what his name is. Second and 15. Handoff once again to Kelly. And he gains like five or six yards. They aren't using Eckler at all. Is Eckler hurt? Because they're not even using him on... Like, he's he's essentially fallen down the rungs of the running back court. Like, he's gone from the number one to the number two to all the way to the number three or four. Like, just like that. And not even in a game. Or not, yeah, not even in a game, but like in a couple of quarters. Third and 10. Justin Jackson in the backfield, probably for pass protection. Safety comes down, but he bails. Herbert, deep drop back, 
throws way too far for Hunter Henry. Incomplete. <clears throat> what? Who did... Apparently, Adam22 and fucking... Um, fucking Selena Powell. Apparently, Adam22 interviewed a month ago, like, one of, apparently, Selena Powell's worst enemies or something like that? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Fuck, dude. And then apparently, like, DJ Academics called up... Apparently, DJ Academics and Selena Powell called up Adam22 on, like, live stream or something like that. This happened a month ago, and I heard fuck all about it. Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they promo this on No Jumper? What the fuck? I didn't hear shit about this. Oh, fuck. And then those two girls, they went on and they got interviewed by, um, by some dude. And the thing is, like, they're wearing no jumper merch, too. This is way more interesting than a football game. I'm sorry. This is like, this is how in-depth I was into this, by the way. Dude, what? Oh, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this on my own time. God, so sorry, sorry that I got so lost up in no jumper shit, but it's like no jumper is so fucking interesting because it's like, like just like fucking if you if you've never heard of Selena Powell and if you think I'm crass, if you think I'm dirty, if you think I'm crude, go watch type into YouTube, no jumper, Selena Powell, type that shit in. It's like the first thing you see. It's the girl with the pink hoodie and the shades on. That's her. Watch that interview and you'll understand why like I'm fascinated by No Jumper because like it or love it, it's a fucking fascinating podcast. Third and eight. Where are the Saints? They're like inside their 30-yard line and um, it's fourth down now and they're going to punt. So remember, like, like stop game managing. Go for the win, right? So in situations like this, you need to win the football game. You've got to start taking shots, right? They have handicapped Herbert for the majority of, of the second quarter or the second half because in the third quarter, they were like, hey, Herbert, manage the game. We're up by 10, right? Remember what I said kind of at the top of the third quarter before I got really distracted by no jumper? It's 20 to 10, right? They got super paranoid and they were like, cool, if we game manage, if we take a fuck, fuck that, you're only up by 10, Extend your lead, get first downs, extend the drive. But they were like, run the football, run the football, run the football, and then put the quarterback in our offense behind the chains, and then we our offense becomes really predictable. 
Here are his numbers. Second, and I said this, and I said like Justin Herbert has three touchdowns in the second in the in the first half. Like, but then I was like, I don't know if he's gonna have those numbers in the second half because of just how his offense is gonna play. They've game managed him for the entirety of the fucking second half. He is four for eleven for twenty-seven yards. He goes from being phenomenal in the first half to now four for eleven. I mean, that's barely fifty. That's below fifty percent. First and ten. Justin Herbert under center. Bang. I'm like, finally. I was like, please run play action. And check this out. It's a screenplay to the tight end, 88. Hold the ball. Hold the ball. Hold the ball. First down. Boom. Not hold the ball, but wrap it up. You know, wrap it up like a freaking band-aid. I don't, like duct tape. I don't know. I'm not great at analogies. <clears throat> Dude, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this shit. This shit is so goddamn interesting. As soon as I am off this podcast, I'm going to watch the no jumper, the, uh, the the fucking Selena Powell interview with Adam 22 and fucking DJ Academics. Holy shit, am I about to watch the fuck out of this? And on first and 10, what do they what do you think they do after they score first down off of play action and a screenplay to Hunter Henry? They're on the football. And it's like again, it's like it's like, fuck, man. It's literally like, it not literally, or not like, excuse me, but they are game managing. They're like, well, we don't want the Saints to have any time on the clock. And it's like, like, but you have to, you have to move the chains. It's second and 11. And now the Saints are like, oh, we're just dropping dudes back and we're going to freaking throw or not throw, but, and they run it again. They're like, what, like, like they were like, we're gonna drop dudes back and we're gonna get into coverage. But then the uh, the Chargers, they do my, they do the Saints work for them, and they're like, dude, like, you gonna run the football again? It's just it's, this isn't good. Like you need to gain first downs here. Like it's not about managing the ball or managing the game. You, it's third and ten, and your quarterback I think has has only thrown once, and that was the screenplay on this entire drive. And it's like it's one run pass because you're down because you're freaking behind the chains like this isn't good offensive play calling right now herbert deep drop back they rush three. Oh my god mike williams was open breakdown in coverage and that's a beautiful strike and that's a game that's that's it that's a ball game it's a beautiful strike for mike williams who it's a complete and utter breakdown in coverage where he just runs up the sideline Puts up deuces. I don't know what... I, I think the corner had safety help or he thought that he had safety help or um, I, I, I don't know what it was, but they were playing some type of an off-man coverage, I'm guessing. Bang. I don't, I don't know what happened, but fucking... The, 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 the corner just stops, it looks like. Let me see what happens in the backfield. Did, I, I forgot if they ran play action on this play. Let me see it. Do they run play action? Because it looked like the, the corner just was was just peeping. No, they didn't. Why does he stop? You're not in zone. You're in man. You're in man, and he stops. Was that Lattimore? No, it's somebody, it's somebody else. He just stops. Dude, you're not in zone. You're in man. You don't have safety help. He's just like, like, like you're supposed to run down the field with him. He gives him a 10-yard cushion, and he just stops after like 15 yards. It's like, dude. What are you doing? Terrible. Like, I mean, that's like a Dallas Cowboy breakdown in fucking coverage, you know? Jesus Christ. Let me plug in my computer. It's low on battery. Hold on.
Let me see. And, and Justin Herbert, by, by, I mean, he, he's just open. He's just open. Bang. It's just a beautiful ball. Beautiful pass. Just like, what are you going to do? Who is that? It's 23. Dude, what are you doing, Robinson? What 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 are you doing? Oh my god. I'm I'm charging my computer. I got to I, I got to do this. Hold on. Oh my god. It's like, dude, how do you, like, what? My guy, come on, man. Come on, bro. Dude, that's so weird, bro. Why would you do that? Why? <clears throat> oh my god. I just, like, I just, I don't get it, you know? I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what that coverage was. But again, like, remember what I was talking about. It's all about, like, fucking, you know, aggressiveness. Because now it puts so much fucking pressure on Drew Brees and the Saints. Because now you don't get to be like, now there's no more game managing. Let me turn off my fan. No more game managing. Guess what? Um, you're going to have to go down here and you're going to have to get a big boy score. Because remember what I was talking about. The Saints, they still have two timeouts left. I know I haven't done like a great job at casting this game. The Saints, they have two timeouts left, right? Two timeouts. And it's another quick pass by Emmanuel Sanders. Like the 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 Chargers, they know that the Saints, they, they want to get these short ass passes, right? Short, quick passes. And Kenneth Murray on a beautiful stop. Beautiful job by Kenneth Murray. But like the Saints... The, the, the Chargers, not the, uh, yeah, the Chargers, they know that the Saints, they're, they're not really going to take shots down the field. And this is the whole concept with game managing, right? And running the football. Yeah, like, you get into these situations where there's three minutes on the clock and the clock is still ticking. You have the two-minute warning, but you also have two timeouts left. But when you don't go down the field quickly in a hurry and you don't really have any big explosive plays besides the Jared Cook play, the touchdown, like, you're fucked. You are fucked. The Saints have got to do something. but I mean, they're moving the chains right now. They just got a first down. It's like a 12-yard uh, catch. But, I mean, if the Chargers, if they play good defense, if they get one fucking sack, can you imagine? Joey Bosa has kind of been in and out of the lineup. But if they get one sack here, one, the game, the game is probably over with. Because the Saints are going to have to burn a timeout. And um, fucking, fucking Drew Brees and company... They're going to be backed up, but I mean, they, they got another really, really nice completion for eight yards. Um, it's going to be out of bounds, it looks like. Or it may not even be a completion because he, the ball came out at the end of the play. I don't, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, I saw a touchdown pass that was an incompletion. Thank you to Tony Carini and his terrible officiating staff. But no, they're going to wind the clock down or wind it up. It's a first down. Or not a first down, but it's a completion. It's going to be second and one. 27 to 20 and they run it before the two-minute warning and they run it and and Alvin Kamara gets an, a couple of nice blocks here it's going to be inside 49er territory one minute 58 seconds 54 seconds left where is my tv remote 
You can't feel it. Where is it? Oh, here it is. It, I, it was in my chair the whole time. I just didn't realize it. <clears throat> Point is, ladies and gentlemen, very important. Very important. Before you fucking game manage and act like the game is won, fucking actually make sure that the game is fucking won. Just saying. I'm just saying, you know. They're showing uh, Patrick Mahomes put ketchup on his steak. It's like the only thing that he does wrong. It's like, no, Pat, don't put ketchup. Did anyone tell him not to put ketchup on his steak? And Aaron Rodgers is there in the commercial as well. Pat, don't put ketchup on your steak. Eat your steak medium rare. It's better. It tastes better. You're from Texas. How do you not know this? Hold on. <clears throat> I mean, ah, so he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Maybe not of all time. But, well, maybe, maybe, maybe so. I mean, like, let's be honest. It's like, yeah, he is. I'm like, you know, sometimes it's like you don't want to call things prematurely, but it's like, yeah, Super Bowl MVP, third year in the league, MVP second year, and it's like, yeah. It's like, look at what he does on Sundays. It's like, yeah, he's he's never thrown an interception in September. He's never thrown an interception in September. It's like, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, w- I would already put him in the Hall of Fame. He would not have the numbers, but, I mean, I'm not all about that bureaucracy stuff anyways. It's like, yeah, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. Yes, already. Yes, already. First and ten um, at the... But he puts ketchup on his steak, and apparently he likes his steak well done. Pat, you're from Texas. Did anyone give you a medium-rare steak? And as soon as I say that, Alvin Kamara um, freaking catches a beautiful back shoulder fade by Drew Brees. And um, it is like Calvin Johnson. It's never... He is never a bad option and 23, um, just, I mean, I don't, uh, he doesn't even try to play the ball. He just, like, acts like he's not, the ball's not going to get there. Get your freaking head around and make a play on the ball. And Alvin Kamara is pretty awesome. Yeah, there he goes. I think they're trying to check if he caught it. Yes, he did. Why are we checking it? He caught it. So now, um, that play, it's now going to be first and 10 at the 15-yard line. Deep drop back by Drew Brees. Drew Brees looks over the middle of the field. Incomplete pass for New Orleans Saints. Jared Cook running a seam route. Excuse me, a seam route. Voice kind of broke here. It's weird how fast the Saints have just gone up and down the field considering that they pretty much couldn't go down the field for like three quarters. It's funny how that works. Bang. Which is why I talk about how you can't fucking manage the game in the third quarter. You still have to play like uh, the other team can fucking win the game because they can, and they are. And it's 27 to 21 minute, 42 seconds left. Um, Justin Herbert's probably going to get the ball back because probably more likely than not, the Saints are going to get a touchdown here. Play action. Breeze looks. Quick pass. Number 12. It's going to be third and five, potentially. Third and six, maybe third and seven. 
but you're in four down territory. The Saints got two timeouts left. Am I going to watch another overtime game? Was the Seahawks game an overtime game? No, it wasn't. And I remember some people liked Mike Zimmer's decision to go for it on fourth down. I don't remember the exact game-like specifics where, um, like, he went for a fourth down instead of kicking a field goal and making it an eight-point game, I think, against Seattle. And some people were like, yes, he should have gone for it on fourth down. It's like, no, he shouldn't have. Because at that point, his defense was actually playing very well. And um, I felt like, like, I felt like going for it on fourth down was an unnecessary risk that didn't pay off in the end because Russell Wilson scored and I won the game on that drive. Uh, Speaking of winning the game on that drive on third and short, Taysom Hill got the ball, and I was like, wow, Drew Brees wearing a sleeve, running super fast? I'm like, man, when when did Drew Brees get really fast? And then I was like, no, that's Taysom Hill. (laughs) Like, I always forget whenever they run Taysom Hill and it's a read option play with Taysom, I was like, man, like, I, I always forget that Taysom Hill is a really, really fast guy. Or not even a fast guy, but that he's on the team. I'm like, oh, I can't believe Drew Brees is... And he looks like he's 20-something, you know? <laughs> so now the ball game is tied up 27-27. to 27, And now you've gotten yourself into a fucking terrible situation. If you're the Chargers, you know, three points win, wins the game. They're trying to run out the clock with... I think that's Eckler. No, that's, that's Jackson. They call a timeout. Dude, what are you doing? I mean, they got three timeouts. Like, like, listen, man, like, you got it. Like, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to criticize the play calling that much. It's only one play. But, I mean, you know, you got to freaking, you know, you got to get down the football field, you know? It would suck, especially for me, because I picked the Chargers to win this game, and it's like, it, it turns out that I was actually kind of right. And it's funny how that works. It's like, wow, like, 24, you're actually kind of having a solid weekend this weekend. I know. Second and seven. Um, Justin Herbert in the pistol. Bang, they snap it to him. Quick pass over the middle for Jackson. And it's caught for a first down. Are they going to run a timeout here? Yeah, no. No, they're not. They're going fast here. Michael Bad, 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 Badly? Bad, Badly. Bang, quick pass over the middle. It's caught. But that's, what, seven yards and there's 19 seconds left? Why aren't they unleashing Justin Herbert? I mean, I get it. The coverage is nothing cheap, nothing deep. You know, it's in that, like, style where you just don't want to let big plays to happen. But it's like, my God, like, you know, you're only getting, like, that was an eight-yard gain and you only had 30 seconds. You can pretty much only run, like, maybe four or five plays. Like, you're going to get nowhere close to field goal range, you know? In, like, 30 seconds? And Come on, my guy. You got to, like... You got to go, you have to be aggressive here, you know, like I get it, you, you don't want to be, but you have to be, you have to be aggressive, there has to be some type of, you know, it can't just be short yardage passing, and then the guy going down, and then you burn a timeout, because you only have one timeout left, it's second and two, Herbert, shotgun, bang, they snap it to him, they rush four, quick pass, Justin Jackson, it's complete, maybe for a first down, no, it's for a third down. He doesn't even gain two yards. Like, they just keep on dump, dumping it off in short-yarded situations to the running backs. It's like, dude, like... Oh, man. Like, Justin has played very well. I feel like I feel like he should have taken more shots, you know? You had the time. It's not like you're down. Like, this is the time to be aggressive here. Who called a timeout? 
Hold on. Somebody called a timeout. Are they going to take a knee here? Because they're standing there and the, the play, not the, oh, it's a game, it's an official review. They're making sure that he didn't get the first down. Okay. So they marked it short, by the way. I think it's going to be a first down. I didn't see it. Who's there? Some guy in a yellow jacket is there. Not a Hall of Fame jacket, but somebody else. I don't know. Okay, so it's still third and one here. <clears throat> but it's like, you know, you got you to gotta freaking do something. It's at the 39-yard line of the Chargers. 15 seconds left. It's like, bro, you, like, you spent the last couple of plays going, what, like 20 yards? In like 20 seconds? Like, that won't fly? And then you've burned one of your timeouts? Like, oh my god. Like, imagine if they go deep here, they call a timeout, and it's like, like you, you got to go deep here. You got to go deep here on third and one. You got Mike Thomas, one-on-one, -on -one, Justin Herbert, bang, he's looking for him. He's got him. Caught. There you go. Ball game. Hunter Henry comes over. I mean, that's it. That's it right there. Why can't you just do that all game? Or not all game, but like literally all on that drive. Like, they're trying to game manage 20 seconds. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter. And they have one-on-one. -on -one. They show Mike Williams. They show that he's got one-on-one -on -one with him. Bang, bang, bang. Back shoulder fade in a double coverage. Absolutely trusts and has faith in Mike Williams. And he just, bang, comes down with it. Wait, does he catch it? That is a catch. Inside the 30-yard line of the Saints. Oh, God. Let me tell you something, man. There's a quote in the dynasty, and it, and it is kind of paraphrasing Bill Belichick's philosophy on quarterbacks, and essentially it's that, you know, what happens? How does your quarterback bounce back after a hard loss, after adversity? Because what he does after it shows who he is, and, it show, and the best quarterbacks, the great ones, they usually have their best games. I don't know what Joe Burrow was doing, bad Bad freaking read, bad play, I don't know. But he just throws it out of bounds. Hunter Henry wasn't there. Five seconds left. Just get the kicking team out. Like, it's just, no, just get it out. You know, you don't have any timeouts left. Five seconds, eat it, like, out. Just get it out. Number four, the kicker, Michael Bad. Bad, it's B-A-D-G-L-E-Y. Badly, there we go. That's a weird last name. Five seconds left. This is going to be a 50. Yada! Is that a false start? Or a timeout on the Saints? Timeout on the Saints. Here we go. For all the fucking marbles, if they win it, trust me. Not trust me, but it will be because of Justin Herbert. They're showing Badgley hit a 58-yarder in the pregame. But it's not hitting field goals in the pregame that pregame that matters, ladies and gentlemen. It is the field goals that you hit freaking in the actual game. And he hits it from 58. So, just to show you. Badly from 50 plus is 2 for 5 this season. Or his, he, he has 2 for... He is 2 for 5 for field goals this season. He's 1 for 2 from 50 plus. And this is a 50 yada. See if he hits it. Bang. They snap it to him. 
Bang, the Saints almost get there. It's green. Oh. No, it's not. It bounces off the upright. We're going in overtime. You know, I hate to be that guy. I hate to be that guy where, you know, it's like, yes, you know, we're talking about a 50-yard field goal. We're talking about aggressiveness towards the end of the quarter. I'm, You know, two running plays, then a passing play. Or not two running plays, but like a couple of short yardage plays. And then you have your best passing play with Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. And then it's like, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you take more shots. You have more aggressive. And by the way, the Chargers thought they won the game. And so did I, because I thought it was going to go. It went wide right, but it, I thought that it was going to hit. I thought it was going to hit in between the uprights, but it just doesn't. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, maybe you're more aggressive throughout the majority of the game. And even during this part, and I mean, you know, maybe you win this game, like right now, instead of leaving that door open for the Saints to fucking win it with Drew Brees, I think, and the Saints winning the coin toss in overtime, that's no bueno. As I pushed my desk a little bit, I can't move it at all because, you know, this thing is literally on my college books, which one of them I didn't even unwrap, apparently. Because I didn't use it. It's like, you know how, like, sometimes professors, they, like, like college, college textbooks, they're worse than high school textbooks. Because it's like, one of my college textbooks, they gave me, like, a bunch of, like, they gave me the textbook without the fucking binding. It's like, wait, what? You motherfuckers aren't even, the paper company didn't even have a binding. So I had to, like, the pages were three hole punched. So I got one of my binders and that's how I use my, my my fucking textbook. It's like, what the fuck is this cheap shit? You guys can't pay for the fucking binding and I'm spending $100 on a college what, my fucking textbook? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Holy shit. And literally, one of the only reasons why you need college textbooks now is for the codes on the back um, for, like, redeeming, redeeming, like, the homework and stuff like that and the tests. Because that's how you get the homework. Because college professors, they just give you the homework via the uh, the the course, like the website and stuff like that. Fuck, I hate college. So dumb. It's like, yeah, you know, we'll give you the te- the textbook for like $100 and we won't even give you the binding. What? So fucking dumb. <clears throat> Anyways, um, Saints are now driving. It was a 10-yard pass, 10-yard out route to somebody, I don't know. New Orleans touchdown wins the game. Justin Herbert playing out of his fucking mind. Hopefully the Saints lose it because I picked the Chargers. Kind of puts a damper on my win percentage. Pick the Chargers in an upset. But I mean, listen, man, this is why you fucking are aggressive in the third and the fourth quarter, even if you are up by seven to ten points. You score like one time. They scored one time in both quarters. And the the issue is people have this mentality. Right. People have this old 80s, 90s mentality mentality where they're like, we're going to run the ball and we're going to play defense. And it's like, guess what, bro? The game is not designed for that anymore. You don't just run the football and play fucking defense. You throw the football. You be aggressive. The rules have changed. Like, it's not that simple. And the Saints are now running amok against your defense 
because their defense has cooled down because they're like, oh, if we just let them, you know, oh, we can let them score three points, seven points, three points, because we're, we're up by two scores, right? And now your offense is cold as fucking ice. And they're on the sideline. And the worst thing is the Saints are fucking hot as white hot fire. It's like, fuck, man. I hate this shit. Because it's like they had the game for two and a half quarters. And they just were like, no aggressiveness. We're going to let, we're just going to fucking game manage. And it's like they're going down the field right now, right? And it's like it doesn't matter at this point in the game how much your defense is rested if the other team's offense is hot. Because this game is just built for offense instead of defense. The rules are way more skewed towards offense. And Justin, not Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert is looking out on the sideline with an annoyed look on his face because he's like, they fucking capped me, bro. They fucking locked me up for like a quarter and a half. And I couldn't fucking do anything because the play calling and the fucking direction of our offense was to game manage. And now we're fucking, it's second and five at the 35-yard line of our own. Of our own 35-yard line. And Drew Brees and the Saints are fucking heating it up. Fuck. And now our defense isn't tackling. And now it's fucking first and 10 inside the 25. And it's like we had him dead to rights. But a 50-yard field goal with a kicker who's 1-2 and two from 50, who's 2-5 for five total this season, like, yeah, great job. And he almost hit it. But, I mean, like, come on, man. You got to be more aggressive than that. It can't be we're just going to – like, like it, before the Justin Herbert bomb to Mike Williams, they weren't going anywhere. It's like, oh, my God. This is like – because the Chargers, they could have ran, not ran, but won the football game. It's like, yeah, it's closer. Yeah, you know, the ball game's closer and all that crap. But it's like, nobody cares because you're going to lose unless the Saints fuck this up. Because now it's like, now they're game managing. Now there's six minutes left in the ball game. And if they score a touchdown, they win. Second and nine. I'm going to stop bitching here. Because it's like, it does no, does nothing. And Drew Brees is white hot right now. Five for five for 41 yards. It's second and nine. Wait, is he on the sidelines? Yeah, he's on the sidelines. Taysom Hill is now in the game. I think they're going to run some type of read option play with him. Oh, no. Wait. Yeah, they are. Bang. It's a quarterback draw, and he stumbles, but he still gets like four or five yards. So now they're inside the 20-yard line. They're inside the red zone. It's going to be third down here. Do you go for him on fourth down, potentially, if you're the Saints here? Third and six. Is Saysom Hill still on the field? Yes, I think so. Yes. Third and six? I'm not sure. Five minutes. Excuse me. Five minutes, 25 seconds left in the in overtime. I was about to say the third quarter, but it's overtime. They call a timeout. Oh, man. Just, just, just like opting for safety over passivity. Goodness gracious. Ball's on the Chargers 18-yard line. And, I mean, this is like this is game-ending type stuff. I am going to talk about this on Wednesday, which it's Tuesday today because it's 1.30 at night. Awesome job by me with a awesome job job by me by um by freaking not
podcasting this on a proper time. Third and six. Drew Brees, bang. They snap it to him. Quick pass. Not quick pass. He's looking. He was looking for the back of the end zone. It's incomplete on third down. Do you go for it here? Do you go for it here? I would not. And I don't think the Saints are either. So now, the Chargers are going to have their shot. They hit a field goal. Pep Hamilton is talking to Justin. So here's what you got to do. Put it in his hands. Just be like, Justin, we took it out of your hands in the second, not the second, yeah, in the second half, essentially. You made the biggest play of the game. It's not our running game. For everybody that's like, the running game is better. Run the football, play defense. Dude, Twenty. your defense has given up 30 points this game. Your quarterback hasn't had an interception. Put it in his fucking hands. I, I hate it. Like, this is frustrating to me because I saw Dallas do this last year. I saw it do it the year before that. I saw it do it for almost four years straight with Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett, where Jason Garrett just was like, we're managing it, third quarter, leaving the door open because we're just going to play 80s and 90s style of football, right? Where the defense is just going to play defense and we're just going to have faith in them and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look at how your defense is playing right now. They've given up 27 points in four, four quarters, man. And then your defense, and then your offense has gotten freaking cold as ice. Their offense has gotten red hot. Like, you really want to put this in your defense's hands? First and 10. 25-yard line of the Chargers. Justin Herbert, bang, deep drop back, over the middle, incomplete pass for K.J. Hill Jr. Clock is stopped, but the clock is essentially irrelevant. Any and all game managing stuff, it really doesn't matter at this point. Because, uh, it, like, like, there's just way too much time, and you just got to score a touchdown here to win. Or, not, yeah, not even to win, but to just be in the game. Or a field goal. Let's see what happens. And it's like, considering that your guy just missed a 50-yarder, maybe Anthony Lynn doesn't really have that much faith in him. When a flag flies, personal foul probably roughing the, the passer. Yep, on the defense, that's 15 yards. Got to go up the field. Remember, the score is 30-27. to 27. If the Chargers don't score on this drive, then they lose the ball game. And, oh, yeah, he hits Herbert in the knee. Can't do that. Cannot do that at all. It's going to be first and 10 at the 40-yard line of the Chargers now after the 15-yard penalty. Bang, snap it to Herbert. Herbert gives it to Justin Jackson. Gains like four yards on the play. guessing trying to uh to freaking help out herbert let's see what happens here trying to take the pressure off him by running it on the second down but you only gain like three yards man second and seven deep drop back by herbert herbert throws incomplete for justin herbert to hunter henry on third down and this is you know this is one of those situations where it's like do we run it on first down or should we have run it on first down instead of and trying to get four to five yards with Justin Jackson instead of, again, throwing it with Herbert, maybe a push off, definitely a push off with Hunter Henry, <clears throat> and they don't call it. 
And by definitely a push-off, I mean, like, he shoved the DB and He should have tried to play the ball more than he played the DB. But third and seven now. Let's see what Herbert's got. Bang. They rush four. Herbert throws over the middle. Incomplete for the tight end, 84. Fourth and seven now. I feel like the Chargers are going to lose this game. Their offense is a little bit out of sync. Runs a dig. Bang. Just behind. And I think he needed to throw it behind because of where the DBs were and how they could have made a play on the ball. And the tight end, give credit to him, he almost makes a hell of a play. But, I mean, it's not a badly thrown ball because if it was thrown out in front, it probably could have been picked. But um, it's fourth and seven now, and let's see what happens. They blitz Herbert, quick pass. It's caught. Mike Williams, he doesn't get it. I have this white journal where I write all of my uh, my topics for the podcast here. I already have some of the, uh, the topics for Wednesday's podcast already written out. Let me write the Chargers' lack of aggressiveness for Wednesday. Because it was fucking insane. Because didn't I call it? Didn't I call it? I was like, why are you, like... You're down by seven, or you're up by seven. You know, you're up by ten. It doesn't matter, you know, that your are de- like, like, like at that point, it can't just be your defense. You know, it can't just be we're gonna we're gonna run the football and we're gonna play defense. It's like, like, oh man, it frustrates the fuck out of me, man. It really does. Cause the Chargers could have, make no mistake about it, could have won this fucking football game in a long chat in a conference with Drew Brees and Justin Herbert. I mean, it, it is like watching the Dallas Cowboys last season where it's like, eh, just going to run it. Zeke Chargers collapse. I'm writing this in my journal. Chargers collapse in New Orleans. So that's the fucking game. Take it out of the quarterback's hands. They run it on first down. Instead of using play action. I mean, if you're going to use, like, everybody talks about using the run to set up the pass. Perfect example of not using the run to set up the pass is not using play action. Don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get what's going on. I don't get the philosophy. I mean, that's just like, that's just terrible decision making. Terrible decision making by the Chargers, man. Holy fuck. It's like, and I was literally, and I was like, I feel like I'm bitching about this way too much for the entirety of like the third quarter, you know? And the fourth quarter, I was like, I feel like I'm complaining about this shit way too much. I got to, like, kind of talk about something else because it sounds super repetitive. But no, it's what literally cost them the game. Like, their inability to understand that freaking Justin is having a fant... He had four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and they still lost. As I try to adjust my microphone stand because it is a mess. How is this thing? There we go. I'm like, how is it not freaking sliding down into the hole? But yes, make no mistake about it. Coaching. God damn this pipe thing. Anyways, make. God, this thing. I hate this thing. Make no mistake. Sorry about that. Make no mistake about it. Um, the coaching staff just lost 
the game by deciding to run it for the third and the fourth quarter instead of trying to be aggressive and throw it. And freaking win the game instead of being like, eh, let's just tie. This is going to sound weird because of, uh, like, or can I freaking move this thing? This thing keeps on fucking falling down. I can't, like, you can't hear it, but it fucking sucks, god damn it. Let me turn it Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you like this podcast, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Literally, where you can find any podcast, you can find my podcast, 24's podcast. Got a great week of podcasts coming up. Be prepared for me to explode on Wednesday because I'm going to explode on the Chargers. I'm going to explode. Let me pause the music. Let me write down Tony Dungy and Mr. McFarlane and them talking about, run the football, run the football. Dallas's team is going to be better even though their fucking team scored almost 40 points in almost three games. Dallas is going to be that better. Dallas is going to be better. I'm going to write their names down right now. Dungy and McFarlane talking about how a team that scored 40 points in almost every single game um, freaking and, and how their defense literally gives up like 40, 48 points against the, the freaking Browns and gives up a literal franchise record of over 300 yards. First time that's literally ever happened in the Cowboys. Run the football, run the football, run the football. Dallas will be better. Sounds like fucking Jason Garrett. And you know what? Excuse me. I get the point to this game where they didn't get better. Where the Chargers, they game managed for two quarters or one and a half quarters pretty much. And they lost. Instead of going with the quarterback and trying to win the fucking game. Instead of it being a 50-50, it's now fucking 70-20 in favor of the Saints. Because your Saints, because your defense is getting smoked by the Saints. As I write this down. Sorry about that. Let me unpause it. So, got a lot of uh, great podcasts for you in the next couple of days. Cyberpunk 2077, Night City Wire coming out Saturday. Um, Wednesday will be the weekly wrap-up. Bills, Titans tomorrow. If not Bills, Titans, literally it's going to be the weekly wrap-up. And then I'll take a break on Wednesday. Thursday is going to be Thursday Night Football. I don't know who's playing. We're going to talk about that team. We're going to talk about whoever's playing. Um, Then, what else? Friday is going to be freaking game day picks and stuff like that. And then Saturday, once again, is freaking cyberpunk. And then Sunday is going to be um, games. All right. Till my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye. This right here for anyone who ride with me. Heard me laugh, watch me cry, did time with me. In the game, not just on the sideline with me. I'm a sinner, I'll admit it, but I got God with me. Came up on Section 8 and I made it, yo mom, look. Writing these raps in the Louis Vuitton rhyme book. I never thought I'd make it out of the hood and now I'm shook. I finally made it out my hood, everybody look. I'm across the street waving with a